just like a balloon being blown up. So where did all this energy and space come from? How does an entire universe full of energy, the awesome vastness of space, and everything in it simply appear out of nothing? For some, this is where God comes back into the picture. give yourselves to brutes, men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate, the unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man, not one man nor a group of men, but in all men, in you, you the people have the power. The power to create machines, the power to create happiness. You the people have the power to make this life free and beautiful, to make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power, let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world, a decent world, that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie. They do not fulfill that promise. They never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason, a world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness. Soldiers, in the name of democracy, let us all unite!
Well, hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Brett Keen, and you are watching and listening to The Brett Keen Show. I hope you're all having a wonderful day out there. Some of you are probably wondering what happened to the 7 p.m. show. Well, I was trying something new. I was trying to stream using OBS instead of using StreamYards or any other kind of software. And I thought, man, if I could get this to work, I could do some really, really neat stuff. And I'd be able to change up the quality of my audio and video and all that kind of stuff. Basically, I was getting excited. I thought I had the whole wide world right in my hands. But unfortunately, although my video card ain't too bad and my computer's rocking, um... Well, it's a decade-old computer, but it's got uh, upgrades to it and such. So I tried to use it. Unfortunately, OBS and these streaming softwares, they require a good internet connection, and that's what I'm lacking. I have low internet connection, standard, just enough to be able to watch a movie or a TV show, but not to be running this, or at least running this as well as somebody watching TV and another person using the computer and the household, same household, using up the internet. So that's what I found myself in. Sad, huh? Yeah. So we're stuck using this. But I can do some nice things with it, so it's all good. I see that Kaylin Pack is out there. I don't know why she hasn't joined the room yet. I've seen Rex... Uh, earlier, he knows I do like an introduction thing before I, you know, come out and start chatting. You're going to come in. The link is out there, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to chat. I don't like doing live broadcasts where I just sit here and babble on incoherently. I will talk for a while, but I don't do three hours or even two hours or even close to that all by myself. So if you guys want the show to work and function, then you better click the link, come in and actually hang out with me and do some chatting. Because that's why I do this thing. So I can talk to you and listen to your stories and listen to your life and find out what you're about. And, uh, you know, a whole sharing and communicating back and forth type of thing. That's what I'm into. Well, while I'm waiting for you to figure out if you know how to click a link and come in and know how to use your microphone in the year 2023, I guess I'll tell you guys a little bit about what I've been seeing going on in the world. Recently, I made two videos about Starfield and how my computer almost blew up while trying to play it. I bought the $100 premium edition and that damn thing just killed me. It was horrible. Hey, it's Mr. Captain Stump. Goodness gracious. Hey, Mr. Stump, I was just whining and crying about my uh, computer not being able to handle Starfield a moment ago. Have you even heard of that game before? Is that the one that's like a uh, Star Trek type thing with like vast universe? You could travel around in spaceships? I've seen something like that. I think that's the one. Yeah, it's supposed to be a big revolutionary game. And I... Uh, about a year ago, I found out the minimum requirements for it. So I went to my computer guy and I said, dude, put in a video card that can handle this thing. And he said, all right. So he took a couple hundred dollars from me. The game comes out and the video card doesn't work for it. So I, I uh, was very tempted to slapping him in the mouth. I definitely fired him, but yeah. And he, he wasn't going to refund me my money either. So 
that's how it is. You know, you got to turn the other cheek, love your enemy and all that kind of stuff. I can't believe you goofed me. I've been good to that, man. <laughs> yeah, that's the nature of fallen, fallen man. Sometimes they either mess up or they mess up on purpose. Who knows? Uh, but it wasn't, the memory wasn't big enough. That's what it is. I'm not a, a computer guy, but the memory wasn't big enough. It can't process the game. The game set at 4K and all that. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, it was it was falling apart on me. Just no good. Well, my son, though, a while back, I got him an Xbox S, and he brought it over, and we tried out the game on his machine, and it seemed to work out just fine. Is that the real knock? Hold on a second. Is that the real knock? That ain't a troll, is it? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, hey, man. Let me go ahead and put this up on the screen. All right, you getting on camera? You gonna show something beautiful in the live stream? Or uh, you... I was going to, but then I realized I don't have my camera hooked up. So yeah, it'll just be my avatar. <laughs> All right. Well, what's you up to, man? Are you still a theist, or things gotten to you? No, I, you know, I definitely still a baby theist. I just don't know what you know. Uh, I don't even I, I don't even really like to use the term God because I think it's a, a human conception of, of the word. I know when like when I use the word, people think automatically assume I'm I'm talking about the Christian God or their personal God or whatever. And it's like, no, nah, dude, I, I whatever's out there, I think, is a natural thing. You know, it's I think it's a result of the universe, not the cause of it. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, I definitely am a baby theist. Uh, I just don't know what yet. Well, I'm wondering when you're going to get the rumors uh, flying about you. I got them for six years because that's how long <laughs> I've been a theist. The first rumor was Brett uh, is suffering from some kind of brain malfunction. He's retarded or something, or he hit his head on a toilet or something. I've gotten like that, that a bit, now. yeah. You got that one already? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. What, what about this one? Um, so, Knock, uh, how many uh, times are you going to change your view and all that? I've been asked that a million times. What, what's your thoughts? Oh, yeah, I've gotten that a bit, but I don't really blame people for that one because I did, you know, I, I for, for the last... The last six months that I was actually streaming seriously, I, I'd say I was kind of flip-flopping back and forth. You know, I was really looking hard at Buddhism. Uh, then I, I proclaimed myself an agnostic, uh, you know, and then I, I went hardcore atheism again. And then I, I became, you know, became this baby theist. I had my little personal experience that I had or whatever. So, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely don't blame people for that one because uh, it's, it's rather accurate. My buddy Adam Lore has been staying away from the internet for a while now because just a couple of weeks ago he turned into a theist and he's taken a lot of heat over that himself. Just a few weeks ago, 10 years he has been was an atheist. Goodness gracious. Stump, are you familiar with Brother Knock? I am not. Uh, uh, I'm not. A hardcore atheist. Uh, a guy yeah, he, he a was atheist. a hardcore atheist. Yeah. He was a raging yeah. atheist. I was the raging popular. atheist. Oh, Raging Atheist. I've heard that name. I, 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 maybe by face I'd recognize it. Uh, but okay, you turn into a theist. Wonderful. Wonderful. He's Hopefully now the raging, he's now the raging badass theist. Yeah, yeah. I, I was getting the raging Buddhist for a while. I know uh, Gur calls me like the raging agnostic or something. It's, it's kind of funny. Well, why, would willing, you agnostic? why would he call you agnostic for? That means that you don't have knowledge either way. Yeah, well, it's because I, I claimed 
I, I did adopt agnosticism as my philosophical point there for a while. I'm trying to get out of my hard atheism, trying to, you know, my main goal before I had my personal experience was, you know, I, I wanted, I wanted to stop being raging. I wanted to start being more accepting, you know, um, I'm never going to even change my politics, but I even wanted to be more accepting with opposing politics, you know, and, and Brett, you know, you, you know, uh, how, how visceral I could get when it come to politics and how divisive I could get. So like, I, I was just trying to be open-minded and, and have a, uh, I don't know, a better philosophical view on it. Um, but then, you know, I, I ended up just kind of slipping right back into the hard atheism. Old habits are kind of hard to get rid of. I hear you there. What do you think that happens to you for? Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, uh, I know like two years ago, Khalil Allah trapped me philosophically. Um, in a Richard Madsen room. And, uh, you know, I lost my shit, like, kind of like I do <laughs> sometimes. Um, but what it did is when I woke up the next day, I, I, I you know, I, I made it, I, I made a vow to myself, like, I'm not going to be caught like that again, that I'm going to actually start learning some philosophy. Started uh, reading the classics, which a lot of people cr criticized me, said I, I should have started modern, but I really, I wanted to, to start at the beginning of philosophy and work my way up. Um, and I've, I've pretty much done that over the last couple of years. Um, I'm still by no means an expert, but I, I think I definitely have a, a, a better ontology, a better, um, I don't know, just philosophical view of the world than I did before. And it's a, it's a work in progress. You know, um, I, I think the best thing that I've done is kind of step away the last few months like I have because it, it allowed me time to think instead of just talk. Yeah, you've been away for a while. I haven't seen you seen you in my live rooms. You know, one thing about me, it was it was difficult for me to make the transition to in the beginning. Um, but luckily for me, besides getting theists to support me and all that, and I'm talking about like emotionally and spiritually, not you know dropping me a check or anything. Conservatives are selfish. You're right about that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Well, but, I, um, I think both sides are honestly. But it was it. I have given credit to non-believers. They were so damn cruel to me back then. Whenever I was having my view changed, that they kind of helped encourage me to stay on my path on that for sure. So I got to thank the theists and non-believers for that. Well, and I, I I can see that. You know, like I've had some really great people stick by me. Uh, you know, what I call my core has kind of. They don't really care, you know, what I am. They don't care that I don't play for the same team anymore or whatever. Um, and they still support me fully. But so many flip the script, you know. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times I've been compared to you, Brett. <laughs> That's what they do. That is yeah, they do. It, it, it makes me think, you know, all those things I've heard about Brett Keane, how much of it is actually true? Because they did this, uh, not all, you know, not all, like a lot of great atheists stuck by me. Uh, Chris from Hereticals. You know, Oz, as hardcore atheist as he is, he's he's been totally cool with me. Um, you know, secular pagan mom, Kent Hovind CPA, so many Bree. Um, but then, but there's been so many others that just just level accusations at you. Oh, you're a grifter, this and you're that, and you're. It's like, you know, it's like no. I just I had an experience that I can't explain away rationally. 
Um, and then once I had started to explain it away rationally, once I had stuffed it back into my naturalistic worldview, um, other shit happened. You know, it, the universe was trying to give me a message. And when I was ignoring it, it went out of its way to give it to me again. Um, and I'm not going to ignore that just because I had a, a lack of belief in a God. Um, it, it would, To me, it would be foolish to ignore it. How do you feel about that, Mr. Stump? Did you go through anything like that, or have you always been a, a faith-based man yourself? Well, I wasn't raised in any type of uh, faith, but I've always knew something was going on besides what we see in front of our natural eyes. I, I know there was more to this world than what we see uh, for whatever reason. Uh, but raging atheists, I, I'd like to ask, uh, what experience that was brought to you? And, and it's an interesting point. You don't actually say there's a creator type God, but you say there's a result of nature type God. Yeah, well, a, I, a, a I think my, my opinion on it is that, you know, it, it, the universe is uh, sentient and it has a mind and it has a plan. Um, but for me personally, um, uh, you know, I, I, I had gotten into a really dark place. I, I wasn't working. Uh, chronic pain had kind of taken over my life. Um, I hadn't worked for well over a year, probably close to a year and a half. I was losing everything. I was losing my home. I was losing my possessions. I was possibly going to lose my child. I was probably going to have to send my child to her mother's um, when I had taken care of her her entire life. And I fought so hard to get custody. And, and um, I, I talked about it in a video, but I had um, this really at the real experience just sitting on my couch. Um, it, I, I don't call it a voice, but a feeling overtook me. I was, um, the only way to describe it was teleported to my past. I saw a very particular memory that was more than a memory. It was too vivid to just be a memory. It felt like I was there, even though it also felt like I was still sitting on my own couch. Um, it, it forced, like I immediately changed my life. Um, I immediately started fighting against the pain. I got a job. I kept a job. I worked outrageous hours. Um, and then, you know, I had stuffed it all back into my naturalistic worldview, um, kind of like the ex explanation I just gave you. I, you know, I think that the universe is sentient. I think it's a natural process, blah, blah, blah. Um, I, I had stuffed it all back into my naturalistic worldview. And then I had other stuff happen that just went out of its way to, to kind of like scream at me hey no wake up dude and, and you're you're exactly right and it's not so much that it's not what we don't see it's what we just don't know we human beings are stuck on a planet flying through outer space um but it's a very minuscule atom of the the entire universe and we think that we know so much and we sit in our perspectives and we think that we know everything but we don't i, I know i did it for the last six years on youtube you know talking to people about how they're wrong and I'm right. And honestly, none of us are right. None of it. We only know the very limited information that we've been able to gather on this planet. When you consider the, the infinite size of the universe, and I say infinite, even though it's not infinite in the philosophical terms, but to us, the size of it is so massive, it might as well be infinite. We know nothing. And that was my ultimate conclusion is how can I sit here, condemn everybody for their beliefs when I don't even know what the hell is going on? By the way, amen. I've been really curious. I heard you there, Mr. Stump, you said amen and amen, definitely that for sure. I'm curious, how has your health been? I've been worried about you on that. 
Um, it, it's better. Uh, you know, I've, I've, I've given up the weed. I've, I feel a bit healthier. I'm going to give up the cigarettes. I got another plan. Sunday is my quit day again. Um, my legs still suck, but you know, like I'm overcoming the pain. Like I, I find strength where I didn't have it before. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I only, I don't take the credit for that. I, I, I think that something's guiding me to that because I, like I said, for a year and a half, I couldn't do it. Um, so whatever that thing is, I'm grateful to it. Um, but I'm, I'm overcoming it. And uh, I, I think it's getting better. I think being active, I'm losing weight. I've lost 50 pounds. Um, I, I'm, I feel healthier and I, my legs feel healthier, but I still deal with the chronic pain. So you you said that you believe that the universe is alive. Are you also kind of incorporating pantheism? I mean, in, in a way, um, I, I know I've looked at several definitions of it. I think that it probably comes close. There for a while, I, I consider myself an omnist, um, you know, like, and I still think that part of it, like, I think that every religion in the world has been influenced by something out, you know, out in that universe that, that we can't understand right now. So I think that there's a little bit of truth in all of these religions. Um, and I think that they pretty much all come from the same source. Um, but I also believe that there's a lot of human untruth in these religions as well. Um, so yeah, I'm not, I'm, I haven't really been able to label it um, outside of the fact that, you know, like I'm just, I'm, I'm trying to be open. Um, and if it, you know, if it is a, a, just deity, whatever that deity might be, um, I think it would be pretty cool with it. See, I have uh, kind of the same belief whenever it comes to the truth can be found in a lot of things. And I know Mr. Stump may get on to me for this, but give me a moment and I'll explain. I feel like God is interacted. I'll just call it God. I know that you use like a different word on this knock, but I believe that God's interacted with many different groups of people throughout time, people who have had pain, suffering, people looking for guidance, everything else. And I believe it's simply because of the language change and diversity, why it is God has been given all these different names. If you're Chinese or Japanese, the name you're going to have for God is going to be different than someone who's in America. You get my point? Well, yeah. And, and, I mean, you can go as far back, and I know I know a lot of people would argue with me uh, with about this, especially atheists would. But um, I think that there's actual, you know, archaeological evidence of this um, in our and probably in Homo sapiens' most primitive um, time in, in in our earliest times, we were animist. Um, you know, I, I've, I've noticed, you know, like I've, I've seen a lot of atheists saying what I've said for so long, you know, things like, um, you know, religion is just about control or belief in God is just about controlling people. And I'm like, well, was it control when human beings were at one with nature and we worshiped animals as our gods? Uh, you know, the biggest evidence for something out there, something, the great mystery, I like to call it, is the fact that human beings have always believed in that great mystery, whatever it is, they've always sought the answers to it. And, um, you know, atheists always want answers. I always wanted answers. And I think that that's really the only answer we can get at this point is there's got to be something to the fact that human beings have always believed in something, you know, well before Jesus came along, well before Muhammad came along or, or Gandhi or the Buddha or, you know, um, 
just any anybody that might have um, contributed to, to the start of religion, human beings were believing in something, you know, and, and to me that that's that's great evidence that there's just so much that we just don't know. And I think we like to sit in our knowledge and 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 feel superior because of that. And I, I think it's a human trait. I think it's natural. I'm not condemning anybody for it. But I think if we want to be sophisticated, we need to rise above that. And um, thankfully, at the age of 46, I'm finally starting to do it. You know, I, I think that one of the reasons why you and I take a lot of heat from some atheists for our transition change is because they're simply not in the same position as we are. They might have questioned, they might have asked, but a lot of them are not fathers. A yeah. lot of them are young people. They don't know what it's like to be responsible for someone and to, to work until your damn you know nails are digging into your skin and all that. They don't know what it's like to actually see real suffering and pain and then see a light at the end of the tunnel. And maybe it's not their fault or whatever, but I just wish people would have more of an open heart and open mind instead of quickly jump on the, oh, you don't have my label anymore, so I don't love you attitude. That's that's so weak. Mm. It's so shallow. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and you know, uh, I, I think I became aware of how cruel I was. Um, and once I was able to become aware of how cruel I was, because, you know, I, I like to sit in my on my pedestal and talk about how morally superior I was. I mean, the, hell, the whole the whole thing with Smokey before Smokey ever went and did what he did with with whatever was, you know, when, when we were doing battle is my whole point was to stand on the moral high ground. And I was able to do it for a long time. But, um, you know once I was able to see just how cruel I was being with people, I think it opened me up and I was able to see how cruel other people are being with people. Um, and, and, you know, I've been able to experience it. And honestly, I, I kind of welcome it when, when, when it happens. Um, you know, I, I put this post on Facebook the other day, just referencing, uh, you know, uh, kind of this, um, this Buddhist mantra, be like water. And I, I, in that post, I talked about living water, right? And I know you probably recognize the reference from the Bible. It's most famous in the Bible. Um, when Jesus talks about the living water, he's talking about God's salvation, but he references living water. And I, I referenced it in this Buddhist um, mantra about be like water and how water, um, it adapts, it, it changes, uh, it, water can be alive, you know, and, and a couple atheists started coming at me really hard and they, they they're mocking me. And for one, I, I was like, dude, do you not understand what a metaphor is? Right. Like I'm not literally saying water's alive. Like it's not sitting there breathing. Um, but it, it's like the same metaphor as saying we live on a living planet, right? Like who knows if the planet is alive. I, I like to think that it is, but we don't know if the planet is an actual living thing. Right. But we, we call it a living planet. And the same is, it's the same for water, right? Water's teeming with life. That bacteria in that water is alive. Um, all those creatures in that water is alive. That fungus, that algae, uh, the coral reefs. I mean, but they don't see that. Like it's, it's just automatically point the finger. You not on my team anymore. Let me bring you down as much as I can bring you down. And I'm like, dog, you can't bring me down because I'm, I'm actually pretty comfortable in my skin now. You know, like you're not going to get me raging on you. I might, I might have a little fun with you, but you're not going to get me raging on you anymore because I'm, I'm comfortable with where I'm at. I like myself again. And I didn't before. And I'm not saying all atheists don't like themselves, but I certainly didn't. I don't understand what the problem is with the water concept. I mean, even if someone didn't believe in God, 
if you believe that uh, everything evolved from the water, you have to believe there's essences of life even within the water itself in order for yeah. things to exist. Like without water, there's no life. Um, but even like the reference of living water is a known reference. Like I said, it's most known in the Bible. Um, Je Jesus uses it twice. Um, but even outside of that, I've read a lot of books. And if you actually read books and not, not the water you'll get and, and not just watch the movie um you know you'll get you'll get a lot more from those books you'll get the thoughts and you'll get references and you know like i can remember like a river runs through it talks about um how the river was alive right and and i've been canoeing and i've been down whitewater uh rapids and and i, I don't think anybody that's had that experience could tell you that it's not alive, right? In in a sense of the word, I'm not. Again, it's not like saying it's a it's a living creature, but alive doesn't just mean living. It's also can be, like I said, a metaphor. It can be an adjective. We use words in in many different ways, but you want to get stuck on that one thing and think you have your ha aha moment with the former raging atheist, and you're going to make make me look like a damn fool. And all you're really doing is just showing your own cruelty. You need to recognize that it, people get mad at me because I talk about how I was bigoted against Christians. And I think a lot of atheists are, and I'm being, I, I'm being honest about it now, but they automatically assume I'm talking about them. No, if you, if you're not bigoted, I'm not talking to you, <laughs> but it, if you're getting defensive, maybe you should look at yourself. By the way, I'm looking around and I don't see where your other YouTube channel is. You didn't get rid of it, did you? What, the Raging Atheist? Well, I see the Raging Atheist, but you I believe you said a while back on a live broadcast that you were going to be doing a different channel to get away from that type of thing. I don't know if you changed yeah. your mind. No, it's Rage to Reason. Um, you know, I dabbled with it a little bit, but I, I stepped away a couple months ago, so I haven't done anything new. But it should still be there unless uh, yeah, it's still it's still there. Rage to Reason. Yeah, it's, it's at 150 subs, but I yeah, it's been over a month since I've done anything on it. I, I never it's been a transition because even on rage to reason when the whole point was to try not to be the raging atheist anymore i caught myself slipping back like like when you when you when you come on this platform you know it's really easy to be who you've always been uh, i, I kind of got to give you props for that because you know you started as an atheist and you were able to flip that script um you know, me, when I stream, and especially if I'm in control of the stream, it's different. Like if I'm here having a conversation like we're having right now, but like if I'm in control of the stream, then I find myself slipping right back into it. And I'll, I'll after the stream's over, I'm like, you know, I haven't changed at all. So um, that that's the main reason I haven't really done anything with it is, you know, what I, I truly want it to be a different channel than the Raging Atheist was. And if, if that's going to happen, I got to give it enough time to where I'm not the same person. That I was, and it's not so easy to slip back into those old routines. And let's just make fun of the theists. Um, no, if I do it, if I'm going to make fun of, uh, uh, you know, if if I'm going to make fun of things, I need to be an equal opportunist, and I need to be able to point at atheism and and and, and with the same harshness, right? Like so, um, but I don't want to do that. I don't want it to be harsh. I want to I I want it to be a place where I can build things up, build people up. And I can't do that if I'm slipping back into my hard atheism. So, you know, um, when I do come back to YouTube, it will be that channel, and but it will be different um, than anything I've ever done before. 
Well, the reason why I was looking around for your link is I, you know, whenever I finish my live streams, I like to put people's YouTube thing, the at yada, 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 so people can click on it and go visit their channel and see what they're doing. But I think that's great. I think that that's really responsible, intelligent. You're trying to keep yourself out of the fire so you can stably think about your position and where you're going from here on out. Just yeah, uh, just, there, there was one time on Sorry. When people start running their mouth at you and all that, just think about the beautiful things in your life. Think about, hey, I've got a fantastic daughter. Ain't none of these jackasses paying my bills. Oh, so yeah. Who and, the and, hell and, are they to talk to me like that type of attitude? And, and that's what I do. Uh, you know, I, I, I try, you, you know, my whole thing is I don't want to get offended. You know, I might I might get a little sarcastic with somebody in my Facebook comments, but, I, you know, I, I, don't, I truly don't get offended by any of it because I did the same thing for so long. Like, I can't knock any of them for for being the way that they are because I was the same exact way. I was probably worse. I, I often say I was probably one of the most vitriolic atheist on YouTube. Like, I definitely wasn't afraid to talk shit and to, to go out of bounds. Um you know, uh, I, I don't think I ever really took it on a personal level unless people took it on a personal level with me. But still, like, you know, I I, I think that, it, you know, it's funny because I've mentioned this a couple of times for six years as the raging atheist. I had all these atheists telling me how how I went too far. You know, I would I would say things like all babies are atheist or or, or shit like that. But now that I, I'm not an atheist anymore. And I'm, I'm kind of looking and seeing what other people are saying. Like, all the atheists are saying those same things now. And it's like, wait a minute. For years, you guys told me I was out of bounds, that I was being too much. And now it's like the accepted, I don't know, way for an atheist to talk. Like, you know, I, I sit, I literally had to explain to somebody why a baby can't be an atheist. The, the raging atheist, the guy that used to always say babies are atheists, you know. I had I had to sit there and explain to them. No, like babies can't have beliefs. They don't have any beliefs. So you can't make a choice not to believe in a God when you're a freaking baby. It's, it's the same thing as saying a rock is an atheist, you know, like, you know, and, and when I try to tell them you're you're stepping into the into the fire when you're making those statements and all these people are coming down on me for it. It's like, hey, no, I'm I'm the raging atheist. I'm the one that said this the most. Like, maybe take some advice here. <laughs> Well, you probably, uh, I know that from time to time you've gotten the opportunity to watch some of Matt Powell's stuff. I don't watch him very often anymore, uh, obviously the aggravation, but he did make a video with some people saying that uh, atheists supposedly evolved from rocks. I'm sure you've probably seen that. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. I, you know, I did have a, a recent uh, conversation with Matt. Uh, it was It was like Matt interviewing me when I first stopped being an atheist. Um, and I know a lot of atheists didn't like it. Um, and, and a lot of atheists try to call me a sellout for it. Um, but, you know, I spent six years going hardcore at Matt Powell. Um, and uh, it, it didn't work. He's probably worse than he ever was. So, you know, like I, I want to I, I just simply wanted to take a new approach with the guy. Um, and for that, you know, like some people even went as far as to try to put like his hate speech on me. Like I'm endorsing his hate speech just because I had a pleasant conversation with the guy, you know, um, because I'm not trying to be raging atheist anymore. Like I've been there. I've done that. How about try to make a change? Like maybe, you know, maybe just maybe if 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 the raging atheist can, can show some humility, humility with with the guy and, and show him like, you know, 
I don't know, just just something a little bit more. It might just nudge him and to get away from some of those more extreme things. You know, like it, if he can see a far lefty like me is not a bad dude. You know, it it might go a long way, but to a lot of people, I was a sellout for that. See, that's one of the things I've liked about a theist. I not say that been a hundred percent great and wonderful but if i'm wrong about something or i misinterpret something i'll have some kind of question usually say hey here's what it means and here's why and explain it to me and all this kind of stuff but i noticed whenever i was a non-believer if i said anything that didn't go along with their views or their ideas it was like cutthroat there's no forgiveness it's just you're a piece of crap and you deserve to you know burn an uh, you know, some kind of fire pit because they don't believe in hell. So it's it's weird. Hey, Rex, how you doing there, guy? I'm good. I'm just trying to hold back my atheist hate. <laughs> <laughs> See, everybody <laughs> always thinks I'm talking about them. No, well, Rex, I, Rex the problem is atheist. that no, I, the atheists that are popular online are loud and aggressive. Like most people I know are atheists, and we just never talk about God because we lack a belief. But we don't um, have a positive belief in fighting the Christians. I, I just don't argue with them. That's why I come here and have peaceful conversations. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think my brother's an atheist anymore. But he he pretty much told me that same thing. I don't know about three years ago. He's like, you know, I, you know, I don't believe in God. And I was like, no, I didn't know that. But he was like, but do you know why I don't watch your channel? And he was like, and I was like, no, I don't. I never really cared if you watched my channel. Um, he was like. I don't care about it. You know, I, I go to work every day. I take care of my kids. That's what I care about. I don't care to, to mock somebody's beliefs all day. And that's why I don't watch you. And it was probably the first thing that was ever said to me that really made me step back and look at myself. It took a while for me to make the change, but I think that that was like that, that seed planted. And I I don't even think my brother meant to do it, but I was able to start looking at myself and like, yeah, I, kind of what he's saying is true you know like all i do is just mock i don't i don't build anybody up i don't i don't even offer a solution to the theist right like i just mock their beliefs and it it did it made me really popular there for a while my grandfather and my sister got on to me whenever i was doing the non-believer thing they took the time to watch some of it and they said brett why do you uh why do you do that for what is what's the point your whole family's religious and we've never done this or done that and all this kind of stuff that you're putting out and i said well this is from other people's experiences this is what other people are saying and all that and they go and you really give a damn about what has happened on the internet with people people are full of shit is what they told me and they were right uh rex how you been doing man you should share with knock some of your views i think you'll find you fascinating oh i do i just have yeah I got a bit of a headache today, so I don't know how much I can uh, weasel out of being committing to talking about my beliefs. But uh, essentially, in a nutshell, I believe we live in a simulation. And I had a, uh, for lack of better words, a spiritual encounter, although I am still an ardent materialist. Well, I, I think I'm right there with you. I, I definitely had a spiritual encounter. I still consider myself a naturalist, a materialist. Um yeah, so I, I'm I'm right there with you. It's it's made it somewhat confusing for me uh, because the experience I had, I, you know, it, it it didn't seem natural to me at the time. Um, I've been able to stuff it back inside of that box, um, but yeah, I, I am I'm, I'm trying to hold on to that naturalist worldview and and 
you know, what we see is what we get. Um, yeah, I, I think I'm right there with you. Now, the simulation thing I, I find fascinating. Um, for one, I don't. How could we possibly know that 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 isn't the truth? Um, you know, go back to the Matrix days. I, the Matrix was brilliant because it's. I think it touched a lot of people because you you look at it and you're like, hey, we could be in the Matrix. <laughs> well, since that's uh, some of the stuff that you're you've been thinking about and all that, maybe the next time you run into some non-believers and they're pushing the whole it's just all nature, nothing else. Ask them uh, what to actually define for you what nature is. Explain where the nature of consciousness and sentience comes in, and then suddenly they'll find themselves going, well, I'm not a scientist. Well, yeah, and, and that's where I first started getting, getting in trouble with uh, some of my atheist friends because I would make statements like, I think we all have a purpose. Um, I, would, I would make statements like, well, you know, human beings are obviously on this planet something special, uh, the way we think, the way we communicate, um, the world we've built <laughs> compared to every other living thing on the planet. Um, and and how, how do you escape that fact, right? Like, how do you, you know, it, it's easy to sit here in the moment. It's easy to sit here and, and, and look around us and say, this is it. This is all there is. But again, we live on a planet that's basic. I mean, it's probably smaller than an atom on the scale of the universe right like so how do we know what we don't know and and that's what really stumped me that's that's what got me really thinking is you know i sit here and pretend like i know there's no god i you know and i can sit here and, and be pretty positive when i say like i don't think that there's a yahweh um i think that most of that was human invention uh but at the root at the core the concept of god how the hell how the hell could we know Anybody that says they have the answer, I, I, I don't really think they're being honest with themselves. Well, you know, you know, in Christianity, we have what we call scripture, holy scripture, that we say we're inspired by God directly to man. And we, we claim that we know because he has told us, right? This creator has told us, and he put it in a book uh, called the Holy Bible, which we understand. And this is how we know, first of all, where we came from, why we're here what to do while we're here and where we're going in the end, it will depend on our choices. So I, I think we can say that we know because we believe God has told us in his Holy scripture. Well, I mean, the Buddhists could say the same thing. The, the Muslim could say the same thing. Hell, the Sumerians 10,000 years ago would have told you that probably the same thing. Um, you know, uh, to me, all right, so take the Bible. Um, there's so many things in the Bible that I can't believe, you know, if, if, you know, if it was straight from God and it was infallible, um, I, I think that probably the sun was made before plants, right? <laughs> you know, um, there's just so many inconsistencies, so many just clear untruths in the Bible. I can't take it as fact. Well, I think it's worse than that. If you really understood the Bible, you would understand that the Garden of Eden, that's the count in Genesis 2, is actually the beginning of, of man. In his world, and that we're, uh, he says, uh, Rex a simulation. I mean, I, we can compare that to, to uh, what scripture tells us because we see in Genesis 1 that what we, what you just mentioned about the creation of the plants and all that. That it's, you can think of that as a simulation because that's not where we originally came from. And scripture clearly says that, that this place is like a place that we've been put here because of what we did, our sin. We're fallen, a fallen humankind, and we're here because of that, because of that. And that's, this is the simulation that Rex speaks of. Uh, this is where I can equate it, and it's what Scripture tells us 
we're in and we're not going to be here in the end. So it's a little different in that manner. And you can understand if it's a simulation, then you can understand why things can be in certain orders without being contradictory. But, you know, I'm just I'm just here to, to say why we believe we have the truth. Now, sure, the Muslims could say they have the truth or the Buddhists. Then for you, or like a, you, you're a theist now, it's, it's, you're going to have to find the truth. You're going to have to try to find the truth. I don't think it could end up being a theist. Well, that's it. There's, there's still some, there's a truth and there's a not truth, right? There's still truth to this world. So I think well, and that's personal. my thing. When, when I had my experience, when whatever it was was talking to me, it, it didn't proclaim itself. It didn't give itself a name. You know, it, um, it, it gave me no reason to think that whatever it was, was a Christian God. Um, and, you know, I, I was able to rebuff the pressure of going back to Christianity. My dad really thought like the moment I announced I wasn't an atheist anymore, like I was going to be a Christian again, because that's how I was raised. Um, for me, it transcends all of that. For The imperfect nature of humanity makes it literally impossible for any of these human-made religions, in my eyes, to be true. I want to I want to look beyond that because you can find those truth nuggets in anything and you should look for them um, in any religious text, in any fictional text. You can find those truth nuggets that's going to going to give you a little bit of knowledge that you didn't have before. But it's looking inside of yourself. I think you're going to find the God within yourself. Right. And, and I think that Jesus even speaks of that um and in, in the new testament he oft, quite often when they ask him if he's the son of god he says no i am the son of man you are the son of man and he's referring to the that whatever this thing is it's inside all of us and and we're all once you once you start looking inward you're gonna find your connection to that universe the thing that connects us all that's the great mystery um dow talks about um if you name the dow you are giving it the wrong name. If you explain the Tao, you're explaining it wrong. And I think that that's the best explanation for deity that we have. You know what? You kind of sound like like you understand what scripture actually means, right? When Jesus well, said, I, I've, the I've read the Bible. Yeah. Jesus says that the kingdom of God is within you. You get that, right? You get that, but you're not connected with the, with the God of the Christian Bible. I, I understand that. Because you've been part of Christianity that tells you, no, that's not true. God is somewhere else. So is he's over here, and you know he's not really. He's like he's he's like a little puppet master, you know. Well, no, I I found that on my own. Um, I I was I was I was born and raised into the Christian faith. Uh, I was born um, I was born a Baptist. I was baptized a Baptist, and then when when we moved to North Carolina, um, I went to church as a Southern Baptist, um, right up until I was about I don't know twenty one, twenty two years old. Um, and I started to lose my faith in that religion then. And for the longest time, I thought I was an atheist because I couldn't explain what I thought what I was. Um, and, and now I have a better explanation for it, I think. But at the same time, to most people, it's unintelligible because, you know, they, they have their beliefs. You know, um, if you believe in the Bible, I'm not going to knock you for it because that's your belief. Um, I've just I, I've had the opportunity mainly because I just have this thirst for knowledge that I've, I've studied many, many religions. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of know where religion comes from, you know, like when I was speaking earlier of, of humans um, worshiping animals, that's what we did for the longest period of time, you know, longer than any of these modern religions, <laughs> you know, this Christianity has been around for 2000 years, Judaism, maybe 
maybe 4,000. Um, right now, the, the, the longest modern religion we have on this planet is Hinduism. Um, and that's, that's, a, that's nothing compared for the amount of time humans were worshiping animals. And back then, you know, it was just that feeling that nature was our God. Nature was what was guiding us. So we placed our, our deities into that nature. Um, and, and it just kind of evolved from there. Human beings have always been trying to solve the great mystery. I just don't think we have yet. Uh, can I ask you, I'd like to ask you a Brett type question. If a perfect, a perfect world for you, what is the end at the end of your life? If you were under, what would be the perfect place for you to be like to understand what about this, this theist view that you have, what, what would be the perfect ending to it? Would it be to find the one theist that's right? Or would it be just. Coming to you know, I don't know, Nirvana would, about the world or what? It would simply to be a, a a better human being than I was yesterday. That is my only goal right now is is to be a better human being, a more compassionate human being, not such a judgmental human being, and know my own infallibility. Know that I do not know everything. I don't have the answers. Um, I can sit here and talk with you guys about what I think and what you think, but ultimately, I don't know which one of us is right. Um, I can look at the Bible and, and and point out like this. I can't I can't do I can't do that. I can't do that. But when it comes to like the Godhead, Yahweh, if Yahweh is real, I guarantee you one thing. He's nothing like we think he is. I guarantee you that because human beings, we have imaginations. We have creativity. When this thing speaks to us, parts of ourselves are reflecting that to ourselves. We have to rationalize it to ourselves. Um and so humanity is going to be mixed into that, you know, and, and I think that that's, that's common sense, but that's common sense to me. Right. I can't expect it to be common sense to everybody else. Right. Right. I just, I just wondered where you, where you, where you might believe you're going in your walk. Uh, with um, this, uh, with this, I'm not uh, sure. Uh, or, uh, you know, whatever you believe. Buddhist thinks that, that there's a, uh, 10,000 other dimensions or alternate universes out there. Um, you know, uh, Christians think that there's one heaven, you know, or in one hell. Um, I think uh, uh, Muslims probably believe the same and, and Jews, they, they have quite a different take on it. Um, you know, when it comes to Hindus, um, they, I don't even really know what they think. Egyptians, they, they would mummify their people. That was the path to the afterlife. You know, um, I, I, I don't know. All I know is that what I do know is if I can be the best human being I'm possible to be, whatever it is, if there's anything that's going to be judging us, I think that that's what it's going to be looking for. But I don't think that there's anything that's going to be judging us. Um, I think that we just take our natural place back in the universe, whether that's non-existence, whether that's particles whether that's reincarnation i have no idea if it's you know maybe death is a doorway to another universe maybe we maybe our consciences live forever i have no idea but i think that the only thing that i can do is to try to be a better human being today i answer my question i was wondering where you if you thought there was an afterlife where we're going is there more is it the end and you just go away go into darkness and yeah. you can't answer my question. You're not really sure. I mean, you're just not yeah. sure. I mean, even as an atheist, I would hope that I get to see my loved ones again, right? Like, you know, even as an atheist, I didn't believe in an afterlife. But, you know, if there is an afterlife, hey, if I, you know, as long as I wasn't burning in hell, like, if I can go and, and, and 
see my mom again, man. You know, my mom's died so suddenly. I never even really got to say goodbye to her. I would love that. I just don't know if that's the case. If it happens, man, I'm going to be overjoyed. Um, but one thing I don't think um, is going to happen pretty much no matter what you do, you could do the worst thing in the world. I, I don't think that there's some fire waiting. Um, I just don't. I, I don't think that there's some punishment waiting. I think that there's maybe another chance. Maybe. I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah, well, just, just so I don't be remiss in my, in, as being a Christian, uh, the only way to, to all that, what you just mentioned about seeing your loved ones, uh, you know, no more tears, no more pain, is through Jesus Christ who died for us in the atonement for our sins. And I, I just got to tell you, that. I know you may not want that push in. I'm trying to push it on you, but at my job as a Christian, I have to tell you. Well, yeah, I, I don't think it's pushing it on me. Um, but I, I, I think it's uh, kind of, I don't know, um, of course, you know, like a, a Christians think that because that's what they've been told. Um, but I, like I said, you know, it, all right, so let, let's, t let's take the Christian story. So if, if Lucifer revolted because God loved humanity so much and God is infinite and, and, and knows everything, right? Um, God knows what we are. Um, yeah. he, he knows our capacity to be good and evil. And, and I think we all hold that capacity. Um, we can all we, we can all be capable of great acts of love and we can all be capable of committing great acts of atrocity. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that God understands that and that, you know, it, it, why punish us for the natures that according to the you know, I'm, I'm not I'm not saying I believe this, but according to the Christian um, theology, why yeah. punish us for the natures he created uh, it, it doesn't make much sense especially if the stories are true and and he loves us so much that his number one angel the most beautiful angel in all of the heavens the 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 leader of the host lucifer the morning star yeah. actually revolted and not only revolted got a third of the heavenly host to revolt mm -hmm. you know um it, it to me is it, it's just not that logical um i can't i can't really get behind that I think that he would accept us in all of our glory and all of our decrepit human failures. Um, why, why else would, would Lucifer revolt? Well, you well, if, you, if, you, if you don't mind, let me put out a quick thought here real quick. You, uh, you basically, you're pointing out if I'm hearing it right, as you're saying, why would God punish someone if he already has like knowledge that they're probably going to do it because that nature is within them. Well, parents and stuff, you being a father, me being a father, we know we knew before our children came into the world and stuff while they were still in the womb that they most likely were going to make mistakes. They were going to have their hearts broke. Things were going to happen. Their, life is like a roller coaster ride. You're going to have your ups and downs. But that didn't mean that when the down happened that there wasn't going to be some kind of, you're going to need a timeout. There's got to be some kind of discipline there on, on what happens, even though you're aware that the possibility was there. You agree? Well, yeah. I mean, if you put it into those human terms, it seems fairly logical. Um, but we're talking about, so so when I made my daughter, all I really did was, you know, in a, pardon my... Um, pardon me being me um all i did was put a penis in a vagina <laughs> you know i had no control right um and all i can do as a father is accept my child um for who she is and good and bad um but when we're talking about a creator an infinite creator of of this massive massive universe um 
and a, and a creator that created a species that, he, you know, I'm not saying this, the theology says this, that loved us so much that a third of his heavenly host revolted against him for it. That That's a love that I really don't think could be denied. So I don't think that God is going to judge us like we would judge ourselves. You understand? That's the toxic toxicity of traditional Christian understanding. What you just said there is the traditional Christian uh, understand that Satan revolted. He's a being. He's some kind of being that revolted. I don't believe that's what Scripture's telling us. We had uh, I had uh, a show uh, yesterday about exactly that. Who exactly is Satan? Who is a man? Who are the cherubims that are described in the garden? I think Christian traditional Christianity poisons people to the understanding of the truth. But I just like to ask one question for you real quick. Would you die for your for your kid, for your daughter? Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Jesus Christ. There's Jesus Christ right there. God died for us. That's how much he loves us. That's the truth. Mm. I don't know. Uh, so so for me personally, I, I uh, for, for several years I was a mythicist. I didn't even think Jesus was true. Um, I've kind of changed that. I've, I've kind of ex- accepted the historical uh, view on it. Um, but uh, with, even with that historical view, I, I personally just don't think Jesus was the son of God. I, and I don't think that Jesus says he's the son of God. I think he says he's the son of man. I think that the, the one, I, there's two times that he actually says he's the son of God and he was under great duress. Um, and I think both times he was talking directly to uh the pontiff so um when he when he was talking to his people he never claimed that um he only claimed to be the son of man and he also said that they were the son of man that they were the sons of gods themselves um so i think that his point was that this divinity this connection to the universe is inside of us all and i think that that that's what he was trying to convey and i think that you're right i think that christianity has gotten it wrong but it's not a knock on christianity it's an it's just human nature. Like humans, we are imperfect. We are incapable of perfection, just incapable of it. We'll, we'll have our moments, you know, a pitcher can pitch a perfect game, but even within that perfect, perfect game, so many mistakes are made. So much luck is involved, right? Like um, it's not really perfect. It's just as perfect as it can be. Hey, uh, I, I, I was going to let Rex know. Rex, I can see uh, you typing out there. i seen you write, wow, slow down, knock, I'm writing this down. PMD baby, it's just I've been concentrating on the people in the live stream that are actually talking. If you don't mind, Mr. Stump, I'd like to ask you a question because, uh, like I said in our last show and when we were talking about Proverbs, I consider you very well-educated uh, biblically, and I'd like your interpretation or view of this. Uh, James chapter 2, verse 10, it says, For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles at just one point is guilty of breaking all of it. For who said you shall not commit adultery also said you shall not murder. If you do not commit adultery but do commit murder, you have become a lawbreaker. It seems to me when I read these passages that it's saying that all sin is uh, equal. What is your view on this? Uh, I, I agree. All, all sin is it. You break one, you break them all. Uh, this is the, what Scripture also calls abomination of, of desolation. That's what gets us kicked out of the garden, right? Like the perfect spot for a human to be with, with God, dwelling in his garden, being the priest and king to God. Uh, and in the end, we'll be back there, of course. But uh, yeah, that's what that's what God is here, sin. So uh, 
in the, the two greatest commandments, Jesus says, there's the love of the Lord that God with all your heart, mind, and soul, and love your neighbor as yourself. Those are the two commandments. So like like uh, Nock is saying, you know, I'm, I'm, he's trying to be a better guy, uh, try to be a better person. That's good. That's what Jesus wants you to do. That's what he orders us to do, love our neighbor as ourselves, right? And love the Lord to God. He's just missing part of it. And hopefully he'll get there. God willing, he'll get there. The reason why the passage got my attention and stuff, just for a moment, and then you guys can go back what and whatever you want to talk about, but the reason why it got me is I do notice that there are some some Christians out there, it's as if they focus on certain sins and put them above their own stuff or, or what they're doing and all that. So if you're saying that it's all equal and everything, then... Uh, I would suppose that a person shouldn't be like into condemnation whenever they're just as bad as, as a lawbreaker. Amen. I, I agree hundred percent. I mean, I, I know the, the byword today is a homosexuality, right? That's because it's prevalent. It's being pushed in the media, but it's no, it's no different than being a thief or whatever sin it is. You know, uh, it's a sin in, in God's eyes. He, he makes the world. He's God. And that's a sin. So what we need to tell people is you have to turn from your sin, just like I have to turn from mine, right? I'd be a hypocrite to say you can, you shouldn't be a homosexual, but yet I'm out here drinking and, and reveling and, and you know chasing women in a in a, a non-homosexual way. Uh, that's a hypocrite, and of course hypocrites are going to have their parts and let fire according to scripture. So we can't well, be that. We have to tell the truth, though. We have to say that's a sin, and and God doesn't want you committing that sin. Well, and, and I would argue that that's another thing that Christianity is just wrong about. Um, so when it talks about uh, a man not laying with another man um, or, or not dressing like a woman. It was talking to very specific things in the Israelite culture at the time. Um, mainly uh, the, uh, the act of um, adult males buying um, child male prostitutes. Um, I can't remember the direct term for it, but there is a direct term for it. Um, and, and that was a huge problem. It was also in reference to uh, the sex cult of, of Dionysus, which was very prevalent at the time. Um, that those pr particular scriptures were written. Um, so, but what we've had is 2000 years of, of, of a Christian church or not just a Christian, Christian church, but a Catholic church or, you know, Christianity as a whole, um, turning it into something that, that we're dealing with in modern times, something with, and I'm not saying that there wasn't homosexuality back then, but they just didn't have that concept back then. Um, there were, there's been homosexuality in, in humanity since humanity has been here. And we, we, we've definitely found archeological evidence of that. Um, I can just go to my native American roots and tell you about the tribes that were very, very accepting of homosexuality and even cross-dressing transgenderism. Um, very, very accepting. If you were a man, but you, you were feminine and you, you were allowed to wear those feminine clothes and, and to be with the women. Um, it was, it was a very natural thing within the tribe. Um, but I think that we've had 2000 years of a, of a church um, demonizing a, a subset of a group um, trying to say what sin is. But again, none of us can know the true nature of quote unquote God. Um, we are just stuck here on this planet and, you know, I, I, I know Christians don't like to really think about this, but every single human being that put pen to paper when it comes to the Holy Bible was a human being. They were imperfect. So there's no way they can have a perfect comprehension of whatever signals they were being sent. 
Just like when I had my sp spiritual experience, there was no way for me to comprehend if that was a Christian God or a Buddhist God or a, 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 a Hindu God or whatever God from our from our past, because there's been so many of them that we just forgot through through the course of time. Right. Like I could take you to uh, to uh, the Sumerian roots of Inkle and Inkle and Ani, I think their names was right. Um but like even before then, prehistory, they human beings were worshiping gods, and we don't even know what gods those were. <laughs> you know, it's like um, there there was no way for like it it didn't come with a calling card. It, it just it just came at me in the way that it knew it was going to get me right. Like you know, you're not going to get an atheist in the same way you're going to get a Christian. You're going to speak to what that human being knows and feels. You're going to work through that human being. So that human being's feelings and knowledge is coming into play. Um, and I, I'm not just pointing out the Christian religion. We're talking Christianity here, but I, I, I feel very strongly. I love the Tao Te Ching. I've read it a thousand times, but it's not infallible. It was written by a human being. We don't know who that human being really was, but, you know, uh, uh, we we attribute it to a person. But, you know, it, it not, it's not a perfect philosophy, <laughs> you know, it, and nothing that we've been given when it comes to trying to solve the great mysteries. Perfect. You, But it's up to you how, how you you make it. And when it comes to homosexuality, um, I don't equate it to something like thievery you know something that we have a choice in doing right um i know too many gay people to to honestly believe that they don't have a choice in being gay they're just gay okay well i'm not gonna argue about that i, I it clearly says in scripture that it's wrong in the old and new testament but, but uh you know that's that's my book that i believe in well i mean if they you, didn't if even you have don't a, believe in it i can't i can't argue they didn't, with they you, didn't honest, you know there wasn't a word for homosexuality back then, you know, but there was a problem with the sex cult of Dionysus. And there definitely was a problem of um, prostitution and, and males being with young children that were, were male. Definitely. Like that was a problem within the Israelite society back then. And it's still a problem in that part of the world and, and some parts of it. Um, primarily Afghanistan. It, it was still dominant when uh, we, we found out the hard way when we invaded Okay, yeah, I, I won't argue with you about that because I have to go to my scripture to show you, and you don't believe in it, so that would be like a. a well, no, a, I, I've read like all the verses. Circle. I've read yeah. all the verses. Yeah, I get you, it. you believe that it's about it's about uh, young children and men. I've heard this from atheists many times. I mean, that, whatever. Well, it, it's, it's, it's not, not going to be one. It's not just from atheists. Like, I mean, there's plenty of uh, plenty of uh, Christian scholars that say the same thing. Is 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 I, I you know if you, <laughs> if you have a better understanding of the of the time. I think it's easy to come to that conclusion. Uh, well, I'm gonna say this: God's word is written for for us throughout history. It's not for a certain time. But like I said, it's 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 a it's an exercise of fertility because if you don't believe the scriptures, or you know, scripture says that all scripture is given by the inspiration of God. First, you have to believe the scriptures to believe that that's true, right? And and that the inspiration of God uh, means that uh, uh, that God breathed. That's the word that's translated from. Stop so, you. So, it, it really doesn't matter, right? It's like it'll be like in the circles for me to say, "Well, look at this scripture," and you'd say, "Well, uh, you know." So, I, I, but uh, you know, just to just because he asked me about uh, uh, oh, one sin over the other, so that the whole the whole discussion was about uh, is one sin worse than the other? No, you shouldn't be committing sin. That's, that's as a Christian believe you shouldn't be doing it, whether it's homosexual, thieving, lying, killing. You know, uh, one of the one of the reasons adultery, I brought... any of that stuff. 
Mr. Stump, one of the reasons why I brought it up too is I've been told by a lot of Christians and I've watched a lot of videos where they talk as though it's just a matter of just simply believing and having faith and all that. And then you read something like James where it says even the devil and the demons believe and they tremble. I mean, they ha they know God on a firsthand basis. Amen. I mean, so it's when I hear some folks say saved by grace or there's no merit involved in all this, then I question why whenever I'm looking in the book of Revelation, why it says that we'll be judged based on our transgression. Well, transgression would be against the law. So why do some say that there's no law or no order or no works and all that when it says clearly we'll be judged based on all that? Amen. I agree. They, they, they read things, they twist things to their own destruction. They don't understand that they, they need to quit their sinning. Some people want to live in sin, so they make up excuses and say, well, we're saved by grace. Therefore, if I'm a homosexual or I'm a guy who's on the Internet always lusting over porn, I'm safe because I believe in Jesus Christ. But that's not what Scripture tells us. In fact, the mark of the beast tells us that living in sin is that mark. That's what marks you as belonging to Satan and not to God. So people twist things to their what they suits them. Sure, I'd love to be able to do my sins that I enjoy, right? I, I'd love to be able to do them, but that's not what God tells me to do. So I have to kill the flesh. That's what scripture tells us, right? Pick up your cross daily and follow Jesus. <laughs> what did Jesus do? He went on the cross and his flesh was gone. So uh, Christian, typical Christian beliefs are what poisons the word for everybody. I tell you, that, I don't. That's why I don't follow them. That's why I, when I listen to folks, even if I really, really like somebody and they're sounding really good and my ears are itching and all that, I always try to go right back to the book and see if what they're saying is actually coherent or goes along with it. For some reason, and I think all of you will agree, there are some people who believe in God and they believe what the Bible says, but there's others who have anthropomorphized God and God has become just an amplified version of himself. Amen. Uh, I believe that 100%. Well, let me, for instance, let me read Revelation. I think 22. that's true of everybody. Can I read Revelation 22, 14 real quick? Uh, because this, this tells us something. This is the, the last chapter of the Bible. It's over, right? We're all either with God or we're not. We're in whatever you want to call hell. Uh, darkness or blackness forever or fire, whatever you call it. It's either that or that. And it says in, in Revelation 22, 14, blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have the right to the tree of life and may enter through the gates into the city. How do how does people get around with that? Say, you know, you could just do what you want and we're saved by grace. How do you get around that verse? They do it because they want to, just like everything else. Like when they say, well, homosexual is not really in the scripture. It's about boys, you know, and men. They, they want to get around that. So this is what the human mind does. It doesn't I'll tell really you what, Mr. Stump, that's one of the reasons why I dig you. Ever since I've met you and talked to you and all that, you and I seem to be on the same wavelength. I have yet to meet another theist or Christian who has went down this uh, this type of corridor with me before. That's awesome. Amen. But faith Lord has God. to have um, something God. to do with it, right? Because I couldn't just follow the laws and, and do what the Bible says Amen. and make it into heaven without believing. Amen. So Amen. Faith, my lack of that faith, even if I were to keep the commandments and uh, do the best, I, I, I'd still would be denied eternal life, correct? I believe that's what scripture says, right? You still have to believe in the atonement that Jesus Christ came, died, for our sins, made an atonement with his blood for us, right? To make us right with God. That's the part where that's considered grace. Now, we still have a responsibility to uh, follow his word, right? The scripture says, uh, whoever believes on him. Well, what does believe mean? Does that mean like you believe Santa Claus? You know, No, it means that you believe what he says. And you try to do it the best of your ability. I'm not saying that I don't slip up or can't slip up. 
that I'm perfect. I don't think a man can be actually perfect. I think we will slip up, but you can't live in sin. I think that's the whole purpose of understanding what that means about sinning. You can't live in sin. I cannot keep a porn site on my thing, go back to it and, and then feel bad and go, oh, I need to go back to God and then come back two days later and, and click about it again. There I am again doing the same thing. God gives us the, the ability to overcome that type of sin. That's what we need to do. Yeah, Rex, right. I don't Rex, I don't believe that uh I don't believe that uh how do I put it? <sighs> there's there's some Christians out there who believe that they can literally sit on their ass eating Twinkies and Doritos all day, go out and do the most heinous ass things, and because they put their paws together at the end of the day and, and mumble some words that everything's gonna be fine. I believe that the people who are actually trying who are putting forth an effort to do their best. I don't believe that we're going to be perfect and we're not going to do all the great things and stuff that we'd like to do. But if we sin intentionally over and over and over again, then it's obvious that we're not taking the invitation or even following the rules. Well, I have two things well, to say hey, about that. Well, Paul ahead, said, Rex. I'll, I'll let you go yeah. and I'll, then I'll say. Paul says over and over again, what I do not want to do, I do. And what I want to do, I do not do. So, even Paul is talking about how often he is sinning. And second, how do we decide which laws in the Bible we are still supposed to keep? Good question. Well, the two that the two that Jesus said to keep, right? He says, All the laws are hung on these two, these two commandments. Love the Lord thy God and love your neighbor as yourself. So if you're doing things to harm either God or your neighbor, you know that's the sin you shouldn't be doing, right? So if you're out here stealing, that's 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 harming your neighbor, right? If you're out here shooting, killing them, that's harming your neighbor, right? If you're out here lusting over women that and you're a married man, and that's that's harmful to God because God wants one man and one woman in marriage, right? That's that's harming God. Th those are the sins we should bear, not not the ones you shouldn't wear cotton and uh, mixed fabric. You know that that's not that's those are Old Testament for the Jews that were they were in a theocracy. Great. And we're not so going to worry about that. That's not hurt God if you wear a twist or you eat or you eat catfish or whatever. You know. Let me interject. But when you there. do those other things, it hurts them. And why is homosexuality not a cultural law? The same, the, same the same as a holy kiss because it's a pragmatic law. The reason they weren't allowed to be homosexual was because homosexuals don't make children, and you don't have children, you don't have soldiers. And before the modern age, you need soldiers to spread your religion. Well, that's that's what you're saying, right? I'm saying God said that He has made man and woman, right, to, to cleave to one another and be one flesh. They did not say man and man. Plus, we have to understand that the relationship between God and His church, meaning the people, and I talk about a building. His people, his believers, is a bride, the, the church, well, the now, believers. But, and hold, but now let me finish. Let me finish real quick. You're, but it's you're contradicting yourself. It's going to be quick. Hold on, it's going to be quick. And Jesus Christ, right? This is this is a, a relationship of a man and a woman, a bride and a and a and a groom. Now you take two two grooms and put them together, two brides. Now you're mocking God and and his what he wants done. So the third thing is mocking God because you had mentioned two, and none of them had to do at all with with homosexuality. What's, what's that? I don't understand what you're saying. The two things that you mentioned, I, I know one was don't harm your neighbor. I can't remember what the other one was, but not, neither of the two things that you mentioned, um, I, I don't I don't see how you could put homosexuality there. But now you're saying that, well, mocking God is, is and and you're again, like it, it seems, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be offensive, but I'm, I, it seems you're putting a human aspect to something that can't be human. What you mean, like the, the relationship between God and his church, his bride and his groom, the bride and groom, that relationship or the like, like, the, like, a, like it would be possible to even mock something like that. 
Sure it is. Sure it is. You can you can you can mock God like that easily and show two men being like. Well, uh, I mean, you can married. mock a human like that, but don't you think you know, like a creator of the universe would be kind of above that? And, and again, like you know, I, I I just don't see how two people that love each other um, is a mockery of God. If you know, if if two people that love each other that want to be married and have the same legal rights that you enjoy as a heterosexual male. I don't. I don't see how that's a mockery of any god. I don't see how it could be. Knox, that's fine. You know, you're not a believer, a Christian believer. So I. I well, it, it's not about that. being a believer. It's about mockery, right? It's about what. What is right. mockery? Right. But how do you determine what mocks God or not? That's what I want to like. Well, scripture. Well, how do you? I'm not the says, one. But I'm not the one that is determining said, that. that right, we don't want. I don't want to get into any angry thing with you because well, I'm. I'm not being angry. I'm just saying I'm not the one that is okay, determining well, what what God sees as mock. Well, mock you are because you're saying it doesn't mock him. You're you're being determined. I'm no, you're you're saying God it created, is. I'm asking you how you know that. From the beginning, God created Adam and Eve. Right? These are a man and a woman. We know this. This is not two men. This is not two women. It was uh, Adam and Eve. I, so so now Genesis covenant. is true. Sure, it's true. <laughs> Who, whoever uh, said it wasn't true? You you've been poisoned by traditional Christianity. No, you, you, you literally, or so when I brought up, you know, the plants being before the sun, you're like, well, you can't take that literally in Genesis. But now we I didn't we're say that. Play the play the tape back. I say you don't fully understand the story of Genesis because you believe Tristan. I said the garden was the first account. The the next thing was like a, the remake, the carnal remake. But I equated to a simulation. I didn't say it wasn't real. We're here. We know it's real. We see all these things. But but see you don't I, you don't understand my my point of view so I you know, I don't want to make this into an well, argument but but I mean I don't expect you as non I don't I've read scripture quite a bit I, I don't I don't even think like Adam and Eve if there was an Adam and Eve were the first human beings I don't think scripture says that I think scripture clearly says he made the nations of the world he he had the first seven days and then he made the Garden of Eden and made uh, Adam and Eve yeah I believe that's the wrong way of interpreting scripture. Well, I mean, it's, it's so, so when when Adam and Eve's children marry, they don't marry Eve, right? I, uh, I got again. I got a question for you, Knock, as well as Rex. Are you still there, Rex? I'm gonna take a quick break to the bathroom. We'll be back. Yeah, stop. When you come back, I would like to continue this and, and run you down some questions. Oh, you guys, you guys in, in, a, in a peaceful way, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, let, let me empty my bladder so I can have plenty of time. <laughs> okay, so Rex Knock, my question is this. Uh, I'll start with Rex first. Rex, you believe in a goddess who created simulations and reality base and all this. Now, if your goddess were to have a vision today with you or take you out into the base reality and said that one of the scriptures or one of the things that the goddess is interested in is it doesn't want uh, gender on gender. It wants man and woman. Now, if it tells you that the straight up, what would you? How would you react to that? Would you say, "Well, nope, I'm I'm not doing that. I'm not going along with that view." How would you react to it? And knock the same as with you. I know that you're not really sure who it is that's actually talking to you at this point, or where the visions are coming from. But if the entity or whatever it is comes to you and says, "Look, this is." It starts laying out some things that it does not want to be done or or for you to endorse. How would you react to that? All right. Well, let me give a quick answer. First, uh, I it would, it would seem to be kind of contradictory. Um, so I guess I would ask her why, and I would want a reason. Um, I can see reasons where homosexuality is, a, is bad for society at times. 
Um, but once you get to a certain technological level with it, uh, and you reproduce, you don't need the numbers as much. And so it's not bad for society. So I, I guess I would ask why, and I would need a, uh, a compelling reason. All right. So it gives you a couple reasons. Perhaps let's just uh, say for the hell of it, you don't like the reasons. You don't think they're good enough. So what now? You are standing before a goddess who's created a simulation who tells you what she wants in life uh, for you. What will you do? Will you say, well, you can just kiss my ass there, pal? Or would you say, all right? Um, I suppose if I did not like the reasons, um, again, I don't think that uh, the creator of the simulation has omni properties. So I would just assume that she was wrong. I, I could also be wrong, but I would assume based on my current thought process that she is wrong. What if she made a deal with you, though, and said, I'll tell you what, I'll go ahead and let you endorse this for the rest of your life. But for the next year, you have to be gang banged by a bunch of males and all that over and over again. Would you say sure to that? I would say, uh, does my childhood count? <laughs> Oof, that's rough. Goodness gracious. What about you, Knock? I know I'm getting a little rough there, but what's your opinion? And while you guys are trying to figure that all out, I do need to make sure in case people ain't figured it out yet. I have no hatred or animosity towards homosexuals whatsoever. I've got plenty of friends that they have their own interests and all that. I believe that people can't help who they're attracted to, but you can help and choose who you actually sleep with. Bubblegum. I second that. Amen. I agree with you there, but where, where in scripture, Brett, do you get that it, it is wrong to be homosexual. Can you just walk me through scripturally where you, where you get that idea? A, there's, there's actually over 60 verses about homosexuality. And in the New Testament, it's mentioned by Paul quite a bit. He mentions it as, as being like a perversion. Also, Revelations mentions it as well. Now, as far as I'm concerned, the uh, first time I see it brought up in the Bible, uh, whenever it comes to like a sexual deviancy or a problem is a, a story of Onan. I don't know if you guys are familiar with it. Mr. Uh, Stump probably is. I do have a doctorate in the Bible, so I am familiar. Well, you probably also, if, if you are as well educated in the Bible as you are, you probably know the history as well. You do realize that humanity lived during a time where there were no cops, there were no guards and all that. There was no protectors uh, quite a bit of time for primitive people. So people could do whatever they want. If you were out hunting or something or you sent your son out to go do some hunting while you took care of your sick wife or something like that, and a bunch of raiders or bandits or whatever they're called back then, let's say metanites, decide to abuse your son, males doing abusive things to your son, what would you say about that? Because that's one of the things the Bible mentions on why it is God even started going against us. Well, I mean, the Old Testament would say Lex Talionis, but we no longer live under that, right? No longer an eye for an eye. So we would kill these men for that, and that would be what the prescription in the Old Testament was. I get that the Old Testament is very clearly anti-homosexual, but the New Testament is not, saving Paul's opinion. But there's lots of things Paul's give his opinion on that you simply don't follow. God doesn't well, say, I, hear I mean, sorry, Paul doesn't say it's his opinion. You know, I'll I tell you what, I, I find myself in a very unusual position there, Stump. Are you there? Oh, yes, I am. For the longest time, even for the last six years, 
I've I've not made hardly any videos whatsoever where I even address homosexuality. I know it's a problem in the Bible. I know it's an issue with God. I get it. And I know with a lot of Christians out there, it's a big deal. Hell, I even had a couple of Christians dump me because they thought I was too loving and kind to homosexuals. But on the other hand, what I what I find weird is I had a Christian tell me a while back, whenever I was an atheist, they said, you know what, if you open up marriage and wedding, weddings for homosexuals, you do realize pedophiles are next. And I'm like, oh, that's stupid. I actually said that is stupid. That's dumb that you would think that they would ever try to normalize pedophilia in society. I didn't think the human race was that disturbing or disgusting. But then I hear all these stories from people about what has happened to them whenever they were a child. I see all this crap on Twitter about what they're trying to push into schools and, and push into kids' face, putting 13-year-old kids in drag queen and having them prance around on a stage practically naked. I don't know what has happened to this world, but that Christian was right, what they told me a while back, and it's starting to anger me. Amen. I would say they're wrong, but I would say that uh, deviance has been within humanity since the beginning of time, and um, I don't know. I have no problem with fighting against sexual deviance. Yeah. yeah so, so well, I, let me let me jump in here uh, again. I I do I, I think that uh, Rex is on the right track there. I, I think that the Bible is kind of speaking against sexual deviance, you know, taking advantage of people sexually. Um, but all right, so like gay marriage has been around for 10 years, right? Give or take. Um, <laughs> uh, Priests and, and preachers and, and people in general have been molesting children for thousands. <laughs> so, I mean, you, you, I, I don't think it's a very fair equation to, to say you know, gay marriage is opening the floodgates of pedophilia. Pedophilia, those floodgates have been opened. And, and what gives pedophilia power is people not really wanting to address it. Um, you know, I, I've made several videos on on um, child abuse, child sexual abuse. People don't watch those videos. It, it, they're very uncomfortable videos. It's a very uncomfortable conversation, especially if you're a parent, because you don't want to think about the very true reality that three doors down, there's a there's a there's a damn pedophile. You you can't think like that because you'd never let your child outside the house, right? So we don't want to face the brute facts of it. But the brute facts is pedophilia has been around forever, forever. And until we address that, until we actually face it head on, it's going to continue to be around. And when it comes to like gay marriage leading to pedophiles uh, being able to get married, that's just not the case. You're, you're, you're right. I don't see society as ever normalizing it, but we do normalize it when we don't talk about it or when we run away from the conversation. It's not because... We started, we, we gave gay people the same legal rights that heterosexual people have enjoyed forever. It's because we refuse to tackle the conversation. Well, what I'm, what I'm saying is I'm not saying that if people get married and they're homosexuals that they're going to turn into pedophiles. The idea is, is that the pedophiles are literally in mainstream media using the same arguments that homosexuals did. Like, for example, and I even use this argument whenever I was a non-believer, the animals do it. The animals have, you know, uh, their homosexual sex. Dolphins like to tickle each other's holes and all that. So what are you going to do about that? 
you know, and, and of course I would throw God into the equation on that. However, it is true. The, they come along and they say, well, animals do it. It's a part of nature. And if there is no God, then why should we have any moral parameters on the issue? It's a very nihilistic view, but I'm seeing more and more of it. And it's concerning me. It's not nihilistic. It's uh, cynical. Hey, so, hey, Rex. Hey, hey before you start you. talking, real quick question. I sent you two text messages. Let's last talk about it. Did you see either of them? I just asked if you could see me chatting. Something uh, is up. I, I Brett can see me. I don't think anyone else can. No, I don't. No, I don't see him. Okay, no big deal. I won't mention it again. Thanks. Okay. Um. Yeah, I think I knocked my good point about not talking about. It. Like people don't want to talk about it. They want to touch it. And here's the thing with pedophiles. Pedophiles are gonna look for positions that puts them closer to kids. So them being priests, them being school teachers, it's like no duh, no surprise. That's the positions they're gonna look for. And nobody wants to talk about the amounts of pedophiles in correctional facilities for teenagers. It's basically a brothel there. But I do. Oh, we're Sorry, I'm trying to make it to where more people appear on the screen, but it's giving me uh, problems. Yeah, okay. All right. I thought that. Uh, here's the reason why uh, homosexuality, homosexuality is uh, wrong. Here's the thing or evil. You gotta understand evil requires some things. You first you need you need to know what you're doing, so it requires intention. You also need knowledge of what you're doing. And that and so you need those two combinations to know for it to be evil. For example, so if you have a a, a young teen who gets drunk and you know ends up in a homos, homosexual relationship, he wouldn't be considered evil. But somebody who knows let's say someone like Matt Dillahunty who knows he is a creation of God and know what he knows what he's doing he is now considered evil because he's going against the creation so God created for men to be with women not men to be with men so this is akin to like let's say I'm an artist and I draw the Mona Lisa and then like I gave you like hey you could purchase this but there are you know some uh terms and conditions and then you, right after purchasing it, you shove it up your ass. Well, I get you're trying to mock me, but it, 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 it was within you doing that intentionally and knowing that you did that intentionally. That, that right there is what makes it evil. It's whenever oh, yeah, you're basically saying whenever they know better, but they go ahead and do it anyway. Well, yeah, they know what they're doing, and they're doing it intentionally because they're trying to mock God. Of course, you can't mock God because, well, yes, you can mock God, but God won't be insulted. It's like at the end, if I'm like, all, if I'm the all authority, if I'm like Kim Jong-un in North Korea, and then I have like a peasant, I don't know, throw poop at me. Sure, that's mockingly, but do you think I'm going to be triggered? No, I, I just end him. I win at the end of the day. If this was such a egregious thing to God, and I know Bubbles, I don't think you believe Jesus is God, that the other two people in the room have some thought like that, mm. then why did Jesus not take any time to mention it? Why did only Paul later on give his opinion? He didn't like it. I, I yeah, I think that's a that is a problem with Christianity. Sometimes they don't really lay out the laws, but they just kind of hint at it. 
Well, it, it, there's also an assumption of of knowledge of evil there. So you made a couple statements. You made a statement that gay people know that they're being evil uh, when they're being gay. Um, I don't necessarily think that's true. Um, you made it a comment about Matt Dillahunty knowing he's a child of God and, and yet committing evil when he speaks against God. Um, I definitely know that that's not true because I was an atheist for 20 years. Um, I didn't, it, it took a very personal experience for me to come to even the very baby theist position that I have right now. Um, it definitely, but it, it definitely wasn't me knowing better and, and just doing otherwise for for 20 years, I was an atheist. For six years, I was a very vocal atheist, and I believed everything that I said. Um, there, well, there was no knowledge or intent to break knowledge there. Um, you're assuming that you know things about people you can't possibly know. Well, there's, you know, uh, there's you, a difference. Let me, let me point out mm -hmm. something real quick, and I want you guys' opinion on this. There, uh, as you know, there's been uh, parades that are going on and all this, and there was a parade that I seen on a video where they, one of the homosexuals actually wanted to imitate Jesus and made himself look like he was on a cross on one of the things that were going on through the crowd, while another guy who was barely dressed at all started, you know, rubbing all up on him, getting up on him. And I, I don't understand for the life of me, why is it that atheists and non-believers, most of them believe that there was a man named Jesus that existed. They just have a problem with the supernatural and the God part of it. But why don't they say something about that? Why don't they get make videos where they say, this is wrong, this is not right to do? I mean, even if they didn't show any value in Jesus at all, but the idea that someone died and then someone's imitating the death of a person while someone else is basically probing them. Don't you find that immoral well, at all? I, I can tell you personally, Brett, uh, from my personal experience, most, most atheists do speak up about it. Most atheists do believe in a historical Jesus. Now, they believe that that Jesus was... Yeshua ben Yosef, uh, most likely that's the name that most people go with. Um, but they believe he was a Jewish rabbi and he was nothing more than that. Um, and, and I can I, I can tell you this because I spent the last two years as a mythicist arguing with atheists about it. And, as, and most atheists do accept the historical Jesus. Uh, mythicists are a minority amongst the atheist community. Um, I, w I was a vocal member of that minority and I took a lot of shit for it. So, it's going to make the point. Um, just you don't have to believe in what you know. For example, Aaron Raw knows there's a God, but he's a, he's a Satanist. So atheism is just basically says. You're and you know the potato is the master of the universe. You're just lying to yourself. Well, and and Aaron Raw's not really a Satanist. He he belongs to he the is. temple of Satan. It's more of a political no. stance than than it is an actual Satanist. No, he's he's an actual practicer of Satanism. He, he he goes to the temple, but again, most of the people in that sect of Satanism aren't. It, it, it's it's a religion without deity, like Buddhism well, is. Here's the thing: atheism just means uh, you, you don't believe in God. But guess who else doesn't believe in Jesus? Satanists. So Satanists can take up the label atheism and hide under it. 
Evan Raw is a Satanist. He is. Well, no, but, but what I'm saying is the most now there's still your traditional Satanist. Uh, I can think of one. I did I did a couple of videos on him. Uh, Pazuzu Algarad. He lived in Clemens, North Carolina, the town over from where I grew up. Um, in the time that I was growing up, I'm surprised I never met the guy. Um, he was an actual Satanist. Um, there's actual Satanists out there that do ceremony, that do, you know, black magic, whatever, right? And then there's the Temple of Satan. And and some of those Satanists, I will grant you, believe in the deity Satan, right? Um, but most of them, it's not. It's a political statement. It, yeah, it, but- it, it, it's a fight against religion in schools, mostly, but uh, but religion and society broadly. Uh, I know plenty of those Satanists. I, I am friends with them, and they do not believe in a literal Satan, or they believe that Satan is the God figure, the good figure, and 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 God is the bad figure. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's usually one or the two. Now, you do still have those traditional Satanists from the whole Satanic panic back in the day. I grant you that. But what I'm saying is. Arn Raw joined a political movement. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. No, Arn <laughs> Raw actually was a practicing Satanist. He actually was in touch with the paranormal. This is his own words. Maybe so, maybe so. I'm not a I'm not an expert on Arn Raw, but I'm just yeah. So I, like uh, maybe, but I doubt it. <laughs> yeah, he, he, yeah, he was an actual Satanist. He, link he, link he, the video bubbles because I I also press X to doubt. Uh, no, this was one of his modern day debates. He he mentioned this, so I would have like look through all those so basically well, I, don't, I don't know if you knew this mr uh, darth but i actually had a bunch of satanists come into the show a long while back and they all were claiming that they weren't theistic satanists that they were actually atheist satanists one even said i'm a deist i do believe that there's some form of god it's just not interactive yeah. but i believe in an evil force in the that's universe. the type of satanist that i i know yeah you know, the the issue was though when I checked out their when they gave me their website and all that I looked around on it and I seen that they actually had prayers and and all this other kind of stuff and I asked them while they were actually on the show I said why does your website say that you do this kind of rituals why is it that it says that you're actually praying to the entity and all this if you don't believe it's actually real. They go, well, that, that's for some people who are interested. So, I mean, they are Satanists. So should we really even take what they're saying, uh, you know, with any well, credibility? I would argue, because I do know quite a few of them, uh, a lot of them do those those rituals um, to piss off Christians or to make a point. Um, a lot of them will do those rituals publicly just to make a point. Um, hey, you get to do yours publicly, so let's make you a bit uncomfortable. It's all a political statement. Not all, but... Most well, of what they're doing it, is a political statement. It might be, it might be just a theatric, theatrical for like a few members, but those in the know within that group know they are doing uh, actual uh, uh, called, uh, ritual. How long have you been a mind reader, Bubbles? <laughs> no, it's because I know there's a bunch of actual Satanists hiding under the label of atheism. Enera is being one of them. Well, there's an easy way to be able to prove what we're talking about, Mr. Darth. There's thousands of videos on YouTube. I've watched quite a few of them where uh, Satanists ended up leaving Satanism and then they become a theist and they tell their war stories about what it was like and what they got put through. So, yeah, I just whenever I hear people say, well, I'm doing it for this either way, even if they don't believe in it, but they're doing it to piss people off. They're not contributing anything good to the world anyway. They're useless. They're cockroaches. Right. I, I would say that 
some of those stories are true. Some of those videos are true. Some of those people probably had real experiences that that freaked them out and they can't explain it. Um, vast majority of them, people are lying to you, dog. <laughs> they're, they're making shit up to get views, to get money. Um, they're making it as fantastical as they can. I, I've done a couple uh uh, videos on this guy Ramirez. I can't remember his, his, his first name, but he's, he's pretty well known for this. Um, a former Satanist that, that became a Christian and tells all on Satanism. Uh, and he'll talk about how Satan's Satanist would, you know, curse Halloween candy and just, just crazy, crazy, crazy stuff. And it's all fantastical and all designed to make him famous and wealthy and, and to, to, to really grift uh, the income of, of believers. Um, now, now, I'm not saying that some of them aren't true. I, I think that some people have lived some really messed up experiences. Um, you know, a, a lot of atheists dismissed the satanic panic. It was a real thing. People were getting into it back in the late 70s, early 80s. Um, again, I mentioned Pazuzu Algarad, who definitely took it as a very literal thing. Um, so they are out there. Um, but a lot of people on the internet grift, and and that's just the sad fact of internet. Uh, yeah, they think I was a total grifter. I was a teenager during the Satanic Panic, and um, yes, my buddy's parents were like actual Satanists. You know, not the uh, kind who are just political Satanists, but the yeah, yeah, the, the rituals, all that fun stuff. Yeah, it, it, there, there's an actual. A lot of atheists will dismiss that, but there was actual uh, people, crazy shit going on back then. People got killed. Like that was no joke. People actually got killed doing that thing. Well, they killed animals and stuff. They never killed no, any people. Not, no, that's what they no, told they me did. about. They did kill okay, the people that I knew. That yeah, I yeah. I, it was very rare. Like some people did get killed. Pazuzu Algarad is is one. He did kill two people um, in satanic ritual. Um, but yeah, it was very it was very rare. Most of them were killing animals. Pazuzu he started out. Um, his mom, I I think it was a rabbit. She would go buy a rabbit every Friday, and he would sacrifice it. Um, so it, it started with animals and for him, it progressed to, to human beings. Um, and back in the late seventies, there were definitely, um, some, uh, cults, satanic cults that were sacrificing human beings, but it was a very rare thing. But you, you do know why they do it, right? Oh, uh, before you guys continue on about the filthy bastards of the world, I wanted to let not know something. I don't know if you heard about the new feature that StreamYards has, uh, knock, but, uh, you can actually stream from someone else's show now to your own channels and all that, just to let you know. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I've been gone so long. I don't, uh, you know, I, 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 anything that's happened in the last three months, I have no idea. <laughs> well, let's say you got a buddy who's putting it out there and he gives you the link early before the show even starts. If you come in, there's a button at the top, you know, normally where you hit live. Well, if it's not your room and you look up, there's a button, say, broadcast, and just connect it to your channel and all that, boom, you can actually broadcast uh, at the same time. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll have to look into that uh, once I start streaming again. Uh, yeah, that, that's an interesting feature. There, there's there's plenty of shows that I go on, you know, and if they're good, if they're good conversations, I'll usually put them on my channel. But it would be nice to be able to just be like, hey, Gur, you know, uh, I, I'm going to be on your show tonight. So, you know, it's going to be on my channel, too. <laughs> well, I give everybody permission if they want to do it, they can do it. I just thought you'd think that was neat because I know that you do like to frequent a lot of different shows. Yeah, All right, folks, back to evil Satanism and, you know, dirty people of the planet. I want to I bring a different view on Satan if I could. Uh I believe Satan and Satanists and 
atheists are one and the same creature. Uh, the person who rejects God, right? He makes himself God, but unless he, there's some other uh, God he believes in. But if you, you reject God, you make yourself God. These are the, the Satanists and atheists share that same belief that they're the God of their own world, their own universe. Uh, I think scripture bears this out. When we read scripture, we see that Lucifer is described as the uh, a fallen angel that wants to be like the most high. Yet we see in the Garden of Eden story, we see that the serpent who people equate to Satan tells Eve, you will be like the most high, not I will be like the most high. He says, you will be like the no most high, knowing good and evil. So when Christians interpret the Bible and say that Satan is an individual being, some guy walking around with a pitchfork and horns and trying to do evil things, I think they're plainly wrong because scripture does not back that up. It says clearly that Lucifer wants to be like the most high. Yet it wasn't the serpent in the garden who we interpret as Satan, Lucifer, the devil, who said this. He said it to Eve and Eve fell for it and ate from that tree, right? Mankind who rejects God and accepts their own word is a Satanist and atheist. That's who they are. Well, so a Satanist in the traditional meaning of the word, like a, a true Satanist, right? Somebody that worships the devil. I don't think that they can reject God. Um, it, it's part of their um, theology. Um, I think that they probably have a different view on Satan than you do. But I, I think to compare atheist and, and, and Satanist is, is, it's not very logical. Um, you know, uh, atheist, we have a lack of a belief. Uh, Satanist in the traditional sense would definitely be theist. Well, um, here's the thing. Uh, a Satanist doesn't have to believe in in God. They know there's a God, but you don't have to believe in God. For example, I can be an atheist against cats. I, I can know there's cats. I just I don't I just don't have to believe that there's cats. The uh, Church of Satan is that, are those actual Satanists or who are they? Does anybody know that, like the Church, Church of Satan, Satan are Levian no. Satanists and no they don't most of them don't believe in any deities at all. It just uh, exactly right yeah, that's the ones the, I understand from yeah but the I'm pretty sure like the upper guys are true Satanists. They could be. I have no way of knowing. Well, I mean, I just know yeah, I, 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 yeah. I think unless you actually talk to them, or they came out and admitted it, I mean, it, that's just an assumption. Well, there's a. They have a, a statement of policy or something. I was trying to find because they say that they say that the two things they say that they they don't believe there is a God, and they say that man himself is God, and we're just a, a, a higher form of an animal, and we're ourselves our God of our own universe. This yeah, that's it from. So that that would be a very non-theistic, very naturalist uh, worldview, right? So <laughs> that that would not be your traditional Satanist by any standards, because a traditional Satanist, uh, Satanist is a theist. They do believe in a deity, Lucifer. I think right, they, yeah. they, they got that deity from the Bible, believe it or not. Just trumped up humanism with well, that, with theater clothes on. I think they're trying to avoid saying there is no God, because as soon as you make that statement, there is no God. You get into a legal, you get into um, legal trouble. How do you get in legal trouble? Okay, according to, you know, I think you get in trouble. Me personally, uh, you know, I, I think I was in trouble for a very long time when it comes to like my knowledge. You know, I was I was making a knowledge when when you're making a claim that there is no God, you're making a knowledge claim, right? Um, I think that's the trouble you get into as a knowledge trouble. Um, I don't see how you get into legal trouble. For example, uh, demons are actually very legalistic. So, like, you have you have your God giving you free will, and so let's say let's say maybe you're like in your twenties and you give yourself, you know, you say, quote unquote, "Hey, demons, you can have my soul." 
and then you know maybe 20 maybe 10 years down the line you know you're all fine but then you you hit rock bottom in your 30s and then now the demons will, will come in and say hey you remember that we accept but now what god has to do god has to accept your free will choice of giving your soul away so whatever whatever thing you say we speak with your tongue in this world god has to uh, uh you know um accept it also um in the next so uh-huh so so if i say next life i'll be super god god has to let me be super god no <sighs> dude you, you so, can you can do whatever you want with your soul but as in as in term as in, you know you can sell it away you, you have free will choice that doesn't mean you have the ability to do whatever you want well, like, i have limited free will because like no. I can just say right now, God, I want you to take my soul. Definitely don't send it to hell. No, free don't, will. Don't, don't punish me. Don't punish no. my soul. That's what I want. No, free will means your consciousness isn't being controlled. That's all free will means. It doesn't mean you get like to do. So somebody give you ultimate power. That doesn't. That doesn't. What free free will doesn't mean that. Uh, I'm not. I'm, maybe I'm just not understanding you. So you made a claim that i don't know if you were talking about atheists satanists i don't really know who oh. you're talking about but so, like we say things and then we hit rock bottom and the demons take over right um i can tell you very my personal experience that i had that that made me a baby theist again that made me reject being the raging atheist made me reject being a hard atheist made me open to the divine was me hitting rock bottom and it wasn't it wasn't demons overtaking me or 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 them no. coming to fulfill some pact that i made 20 years ago it was me coming to the conclusion that I was just simply wrong about, uh, about things, you know, and, yeah. and that was in my absolute most rock bottom. I, I, my absolute most rock bottom. So I, I, I it, it, you can't have a conversation or with things that you don't believe in and you can't give away a thing that you don't believe in. So this is the thing. Demons can't say there is no God. So demons don't have to believe in God, but they can't say there is no God. Again, it's 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 illegal. How do you know this? Because they are legal. Demons like, are like have you Monster have you spoken Manuel? to demons? Like, you is yeah. is a demon your best friend? Like, how do you know this? Because okay, the same reason a demon just can't take over your body, you have to give it permission. How do you know? Like, so if there is a demon, if there is a supernatural entity out there, that 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 can influence you how do you know it can't take over your body i mean no it can't it, take the, over your the, body. the christian it, theology it would kind of argue against that i mean two thousand years of christian theology would argue argue against that or there'd be no need for exorcism no yeah only, in, christianity, in, in christianity you don't have to in some cases there was no choice made there was just simply the possession that no happened. you you have to give them uh you have to give them the legal right to it or else they can't do it well, that might be as a Christian because the Bible's very explicit that Christians can't be inhabited by demons. So maybe if you like, are you saying yeah. maybe in that scenario you could have to ask a demon to come in? Because the yeah, Bible's very so, implicit that a Christian cannot be possessed. Yeah, Christian, a Christian cannot be. So, so they're under the legality of the Christian God. So, because so, if demons could just possess anybody, they would just do it and just kill everybody. Because again, why do Satanists do all this thing? You know, kill people, kill bunnies. Why are they doing that? Because they cannot kill God. So what's the next best thing they can do to hurt God? You kill his creation. So when homosexuals intentionally 
uh, satanic homosexuals intentionally, you know, uh, do the little homosexuality. It's meant to be an upfront to, towards God. They, they know what they're doing. So when you have these uh, new new LGBT pastors who say God is gay, they know what they're doing. Hey, I got I got to go, Brett. Uh, thanks for having me, uh, brothers. I appreciate you guys' conversation. It was it was a good time. Uh, nice Jesus Christ, the, the, the truth and the life. Yeah, great uh, talk. Good night, guys. Good night, brothers. All right. Oh man, this is so. All right, I'm. I will grant you. Homosexuals are just as capable of sexual deviance, deviancy as heterosexuals. <laughs> I mean, um, well, I'm not. I'm not, I'm not saying because they are. Well, no, but, no you, but you are saying you are saying that that homosexuals are are like literally you know like spitting in god's eye when they're when they're in love with somebody and having sex with them like i is is, is it the same for the adulterer i mean i, well, I don't... Once, it's it's only spitting in their face once they come to knowledge and intention so i've been i've been with my partner for a long time and we have never got married i was married to my first wife but uh we have a kid together. So every time we uh, are intimate, am I spinning in God's face? Say what? My partner. We're not married. Never got married. Never took the time. Neither of us want to. We think it's uh, kind of pointless. And it just uh, it does tax stuff that we don't want. So every time we're intimate, are we, uh, are we in the front to God? No. Rex, you do realize um, you've had quite a few conversations with Darth in the show. You do realize that he doesn't claim to be a Christian, right? Right, yeah, right. Plus, that's not even a Christian. the The Old Testament, the Old Testament, isn't even in effect. Right. I was just trying to see if he was consistent with this thought. I just if it. So it's the it's the homosexual act. It's not the fact they aren't married no, or what. It's it's not that he's a problem with. It's not it's, right. It's heterosexual it's, acts between consenting adults are not an affront to God. It's not the act in and of itself. So you need it's also it's the act plus intention plus knowledge. So you need to know what you're doing and intentionally doing it. So, for example. I'll get a little personal here. So, for example, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Proverbs guy and them were telling me that uh, certain sexual acts or one affront to God or were sexually devious. And I thought, well, that can't be. And so I went out of my way to do them because I'm like, that's silly. So I I had the intent because I thought that's silly. So was I was I then blaspheming God? I mean, are you shoving like a jar, a glass jar up your ass? Uh, no, it was just like uh, consensual anal stuff with my partner. Uh, her, not me. <laughs> so she was like, uh, wait, were, were, you, were you the one getting pounded or was she doing the pounding? No, no, I was I was the penetrator. I was It was normal penetration. Or, Why does that matter, though? Right, but I mean, I'm just saying that scenario. I guess it could matter. Maybe it's somewhat wrong if she's... I don't want to be pegged because I have hemorrhoids, but maybe, uh, <laughs> maybe if I didn't. Ouch. Yeah, I mean, it's only wrong if you don't want that. Like... Uh, I think what's being lost here is that that people having consensual relationships. I I just don't understand the issue with that. Like, I I think you're trying to say like Satanists. Maybe I I don't get it. Like, like I I haven't met a single gay person that has made a deal with the with 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 a with a demon to be gay. Like, I that that's most gay people I would I talk to would tell you like if they had a choice they wouldn't be gay. Who wants to be ostracized? Who wants who, who wants to have three straight men, four straight men here talking about them like this, right? Like, <laughs> you know, no, who wants if, that? If you're like, if you're a Satanist, you're going to do whatever the, you know, whatever the demons tell you is an upfront to God. 
So the, the demons will utilize your body, which is created by God, as an upfront to him because they, they can't hurt God. So Darth, do you to, actually believe in demons? Yeah. Like every 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 religion has demons. All right, fair enough. That's, do you think the Islamic Jinn are just demons too? No, I don't think ghosts are demons. So well, and, I, do, I do believe in ghosts. Again, I, I think you're making a knowledge claim there that you can't possibly know. You say every religion has God. It's, I, I, I can't, or has demons. I, I can't, I mean, if you know anything about history, you, you would know that there's a crazy amount of religions that we've just lost to time and history. Like, you can't make that claim that every religion has demons. Um, I Quite a few don't. Jainism, as far as I know, has no demons in it, right? Like, um Buddhism, as far as I know, doesn't really have yes, demons. Yeah, well, Buddhism is just like it's just a spinoff of Hinduism. Hinduism has like more hells than Christianity. Uh, you so, can say that Buddhism gets its roots from Hinduism, but they're quite yeah, different. It, it, uh, no, modern it, Buddhism it, is mainly uh, uh, most 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 people that practice Buddhism in the modern well, day don't here, have a deity. Here's the thing: Buddhism is basically a, a made-up religion. Oh. I mean, you could say that about all of them. It literally is. All religions are made up except well, mine. Well, no, we have a record. We have a record of Buddhism being made up. That's what well, technically we have a record of Christianity people. being made up. There are people. There are people. Technically, are you guys able to hear me? Yeah. Te uh, technically, there are obviously some Buddhists who uh, respect and they attribute their ideas to Buddhism by the philosophy, but there are theistic Buddhists out there. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying that there's not, but I'm just saying the majority, uh, the majority, especially in, in Western civilization, are non theistic. Right, it's not the goal um, to be one with any particular god. So uh, they could still believe in a god, but if you're practicing Buddhism and trying to reach enlightenment or nirvana, you're not necessarily doing it uh, in. For gods, well, yeah, I mean, and most Buddhists, they they would, I mean, most Buddhists that are theistic would probably have more of a Hinduish a Hindu god. Uh, there's not a single Buddhist that I would know that would sit there and tell you like Buddha is some some god or or Messiah of God. Uh, Buddha is a teacher. He's a human teacher that teaches us a path. Yeah, that's the thing. Buddhism is just trying to have the divinity without the divine. It's it's just like it's just like culture. Culture, culture. I agree with atheism. that. And how do you know that that's the wrong path to take? Because it's it's literally made up. Everything's well, folks, made up. Let's take <laughs> a moment to welcome Proverbs guy to the room. If that's really him, is that the real Proverbs guy? Not a stock account. Unfortunately, it's the one and only Proverbs guy. <laughs> nice. Just that's making right. sure someone ain't trolling you, there, guy. Nobody would want to pretend to be me. I assure you, Brett. Well, I've been pretending to be you with credit cards uh, for a couple of weeks now. I don't know. It, I got a lot of people that pretend to be me. And if you can pretend to be me, you can pretend to be anybody because I'm an asshole. <laughs> Trump enough. was in here earlier, Proverbs. The discussion's been uh, all over the place. It's either about Buddhism or it's about Satanists and what cockroaches they are. And also people's views against homosexuality are for it. What's your views there, Mr. Proverbs, or do you not want to get into the hot plate just so quickly? And real quick, I want to say I'm really enjoying this conversation. I, I hope nobody thinks that I'm offended or, or being mad at them. I, I'm enjoying the conversation. I think it's a, I think it's a great conversation.
No, I I actually agreed with you earlier too. Whenever you said that people should acknowledge and talk more about what's going on with pedophiles in the world, the only reason why a lot of people, including myself, don't do more videos about abuse and all that kind of stuff is YouTube. They got an AI that runs over our captions. Oh, I know. Information they screw us over on that shit. Or I'd be making a lot of videos. I've actually yeah. suffered some great deals of abuse growing oh. up, and I could talk a lot about it i agree with you there i i definitely think that, that that's that's a definite issue uh, every single video that i've made dealing not even with just pedophilia but just just child abuse in general um demonetized and very likely to be taken down altogether yeah well, i was thinking about starting to put out some stories but uh tiktok's pretty pretty uh free with things that everyone on there for the most part i haven't had any videos taken down i've talked about some pretty uh, egregious stuff on there yeah, if you're going to do something where you're just going to let everything fly and all that, you got to use Rumble or Odyssey or something like that, YouTube. Even this conversation we're having is, to me, it's pretty tame. And I enjoy actually getting into the depth of morality and ideas and how people exist. But YouTube, I have no idea how they're going to act towards this damn video. Well, whether they like it or not, all my stuff gets imported to Rumble anyway. I think people will come. I mean, we're the only people who actually will talk about it. I think that I the problem is that lots, lots of people have uh, just a few pro There's well, my personal opinion. Like uh, there's a few issues that I have with Christianity that I just personally don't like. And uh, homosexuality is one of them. Thought crimes is the other uh, eternal perdition. So there's, it's like uh, the homosexuality one is, is I think the, the biggest one that hurts Christianity from seeming to spread because it takes a stance on things that most people do not find objectionable anymore. That's the thing. If if you're just gonna say the axiom is consent, a child can consent. And so we got no, they, no a child. child can, a child can't consent. Yes, they can. They can say the words, but they don't have the capacity to consent. Yes, they can. They have the capacity to consent. Well, don't. If you believe that, you might wind up in prison. So just okay, you're wrong. No. Okay. Not all children would be like knowledgeable what the heck they're doing, but they can consent. Well, consent, I think consent does require knowledge. I mean, what what is the definition of consent? Because consent just means to agree upon, isn't it? No. I mean, I, I, I'm a father. I, I don't know if you are. Um, you can get a child to agree to just about anything because they don't have the knowledge not to agree. Yeah. No, that's true. I'm also a father. Kids are so stupid. Yeah, but... It, like big uh, hearts, but super stupid. Yeah, but knowledge isn't a requirement for consent. So, but so I, I think we're speaking about two different consents here. Uh, like you're you're speaking in a very broad definitional term, and and we're talking about the act itself, especially when it comes to a sexual nature. So you it really so you, also, you I mean, when it comes down to it, and I think you'll agree with this, not. It also depends on the kid. There's a lot of kids out there. And I heard, I agree with you on some parts of that proverb, but there are some children out there that are geniuses. They understand when they're being abused. They understand when they're being hurt. They just don't know an alternative on how well, to get out of it. So so a genius child is, is a child that has a, a, a very advanced brain, can process information, um, 
better than other children. We'll put it that way. Um, but when it comes to have living life, right, to having the knowledge of life, to having the knowledge to be able to, to understand what's right and wrong, I don't think genius has anything to do with that. I think that takes time. That takes living experience. That's why we we talk about adult consensual relationships is because adults had the capacity to consent in that situation. But I think like I, capacity just means a legal right. They don't actually mean like a mental knowledge. From a legal standpoint, they certainly can't consent because it's defined yeah, legally anyway from the colloquial sense of consent. Like if you're just looking at the first two definitions of the dictionary, then sure, kids can consent. But legally, they certainly cannot. Yeah, I think that's a, that's the only thing, you guys. It's it's just a legal opinion. By the way, hi Rex, I've missed you. We it were in your earlier. channel. I was on your channel earlier, but you weren't there. I was arguing with Dustin. He would, <laughs> sometimes, if I'm in a good mood, Dustin doesn't get to me. He's he's just his ideas. Him and Bubbles just have these ideas that are just so out there, man. Well, I was supposed to be farming today, but we got pushed back like three or four days. Um, so I had free time that I wasn't expecting and Chuck was doing a 12 hour stream. So I hopped on there for just a little while, but it ended up being four hours. Um, so I was on Chuck's stream while Jeremiah was doing a stream on the channel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jeremiah was like, Jeremiah has an uphill battle. He's trying to, uh, it's, it's a, it's a good thought what he's doing. He's trying to, um, See if you could start with just knowing God exists, right? So you're just past that. You're acknowledging a God exists. Can you get to the Christian God without the Bible, just sort of inductively? I don't think so. I don't. I think that Revelation is sort of uh, baked into finding the Christian God. Uh, but uh, I wish him luck. Well, I, I think you can. You can. I'll put it this way. I, I know you can get to the God of Abraham just just by philosophical arguments because I've seen it done. Uh, Khalil Allah was able to find Allah just from philosophy. Um, but yeah, I think, I think if you're going to have a really hard time, if you're really being honest and you're starting from a position, well, there's a God, but I don't know what the God is. I think you're going to have a really hard time getting to the Christian God. Um, yeah, the Trinity is what's going to pick him up. The Trinity yeah. is just such a complicated doctrine and so important to Christianity. I just don't think you can find it uh, without the Bible. Sit down and have a conversation with Proverbs about the Trinity thing. That was something I've uh, had problems with back and forth over and over. But uh, Proverbs has an excellent way of explaining it. And I've I've watched tons of videos where people tried to explain it. And it just wasn't coherent. But Proverbs, he rocked at the last show we did together. You want to give a, can you give a five second or a five minute quick so I can, it ain't I can gonna attack be your a five second ordeal. <laughs> he, I, he I don't know how quickly you can do it. Yeah. it. He works you into it. He brings the people's elbow. I can try to give you like a condensed version. Okay. So we're told in the scriptures that Jesus is the word of God, but also that scripture verse where Jesus ascends into heaven and he sits at the right hand of the father. In the Hebrew, which we have some of the Hebrew scrolls of the Gospels now, in the Hebrew, it reads more like Jesus ascends into heaven to sit as the right hand of the Father. So he's the right hand of God. He's also the Word of God, and uh, he's Spirit of God. So he's parts of God himself, which to me makes the Trinity make a lot more sense. So my question, did Jesus have any flaws? 
No. He was the blemish-free lamb. He had to be absolutely blemish-free or he would not have been accepted as a Passover sacrifice. So my next question, is doubting God a flaw? Ouch. That's a good one. Holy dang. I'm contemplating. I'm not avoiding. Give me just No, I know you're thinking. Because that, that's the thing that always got me. That when I, I I like to think I remember the, the Latin, but when Jesus says, My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? So that, well, that is the, my biggest problem the, with the Trinity. What's yeah, the difference? That. What do you think is the difference between uh having do you think that it's somehow sinful for you to question or ask? Well, he's supposed to be perfect. So would that be a flaw? That's the thing. Well, why would it why would there be some kind of issue with just throwing out a like a question or uh you know thinking things over well the, the problem that comes to arise if you're going to say god is jesus is perfect that that's where it's going to get it's going to hang you there i don't think that was a sign of jesus doubting god i think that was like an ultimate sign of christ's humanity summed up in the flesh and knowing what was to come, and knowing the pain he was about to endure, like I would cry out too, even knowing the perfect plan, and knowing that it all worked out for, for the Father's will. But I don't see that as questioning God. I see it as just showing his humanity in those final hours. Okay, I mean, the problem, I guess what gets me about it is because he says over and over again, he knows he's going to die. He knows he's a sacrifice. He knows it's coming. But when he gets to it, this sort of broken, flawed human nature comes out, in my opinion, and he, and he weeps out, why, God, why have you forsaken me? And it just, I, even now, like, I can, you know, get in the tingles talking about it. I would give these sermons about it, and it just, I would try to rationalize it, even in my congregation, and it just, it always got to me. I just always thought, this is a, this is a broken man. This is a man who knew he was going to die, but is now facing the reality of that death, and something is, uh, is not what he expected. Well, and you can also, you know, it doesn't have to even be in that that moment of the crucifixion. Um, yeah, you, you could, I guess, you could blame um, human pain and 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 his humanity coming out in that moment. Um, but you go uh, the Mount of Olives, uh, you know, on the night of the Last Supper before he was even crucified, before he was even captured, he was praying and he was praying to God. He wasn't praying to himself. Yeah, I don't see that as a bigger problem. I mean, I, I do, I get it. Like, um, it's a big problem for the uh, the Muslims because, like, Allah prays for Muhammad. Well, who's Allah praying to because he's one? Well, at least if he's triune in three parts, he could just be praying to a different part of himself. Like, no different than us speaking to ourselves. I think that can be justified, at least easier, in my opinion, anyway. But I do see it. I can see where someone might have a problem with it. Rex, you ever visit the Muslim rooms? Uh, I talk to them, but they're a little... um. Their Dawa guys are much more aggressive than the Christian Dawa guys. They're like <laughs> hardcore atheist aggressive because that's what uh, that's what's popular. Yeah, it's 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 really hard to have a conversation on the internet with 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 uh, Muslims. I found because yeah, the aggressiveness. It's it's hard to have an honest conversation. You're going to get talked over, um, and if push comes to shove, they're just going to try to push it into a philosophical place because they they know that most American atheists aren't aren't um, um, aware of of a lot of the philosophy that they know. Yeah, Jack Higgins is a beast. Oh, yeah, except that he says it's okay to uh, have relations with a 12-year-old girl as long as she's uh, pubescent. 
So you guys really do find the Christian channels to be more welcoming than the, the Muslim channels? Uh, oh, for yeah. Sure. For yeah, sure. They, they kicked me yeah. out of the... Daniel Hikachu, uh, yeah, he muted me. Well, the Muslims are really, really rough on the uh, atheist community, and whenever it comes to Christians, they usually like to debate the Trinity and, and all that, and they also get on the... the like to throw a lot of stuff that Paul has said that doesn't seem to go along with James or John and all that. So that's their thing. They like me though, but I did floor them a couple times. I they said why why Jesus and you know because we respect Jesus and all that, but why Jesus? Why don't you go for the Quran and all that? And I said, well, even in the Quran, Jesus had more value than any of the other prophets. And they they said, what do you mean by that? You know, and they did that whole salam thing or whatever. Or, you know what they do whenever they hear something they think is offensive. And I said, well, even your Quran says that there was immaculate conception. Uh, Muhammad didn't get that. None of the men in the in the book had that immaculate conception, uh, basically born a spirit of God like that. So they didn't have nothing on me on that. Yeah, well, they yeah, have a whole... yeah. Ask him how many... How many hands Allah has? He has two, and they're both left. <laughs> what? That's crazy. Oh yeah, like the 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 whole idea in the Islamic faith is that Allah is something totally other. He is not like his creation at all. But however, Muhammad often describes Allah in human ways. So he describes he has two different left hands, like a foot, a shin, and in fact, in the Day of Judgment, a good Muslim will know Allah. By recognizing a shin, so you need to know what Allah's shin looks like at the day of judgment uh, to get into paradise. However, it's going to be something totally unlike our shin. I, I, it's even more confusing than, and I'm making it sound. It's, I, I thought see. you were saying shit for a minute there. I'm like, what? I don't remember. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I thought it, that's what you sh were saying sh too. Shin, the the upper part of the foot. Um, no, I get that now. Yeah. Okay. I I literally was sitting here visualizing what. Judgment yeah. Day, looking at shit. Are you? I was me? thinking that I was like, are they just practicing in porter potties? Like, how do you prepare for that? It's God's poop. Well, I can wow. see why they, I can see why they won't let you draw him now. <laughs> it's gonna look, look kind of funny. You know, this conversation might be why we don't get invited on Muslim channels. You know, well, you're not allowed to draw. Right? They're very niche. Bubbles, do you know why the the rule about no drawing is? Oh, I don't know. Actually, this, this is great. I mean, this is it's ridiculous in the modern day. But in the Day of Judgment, if you drew something, that insinuates you have the power to create. So Allah is going to stand before you and say, all right, you drew that, make it come alive. Well, what about like computers and pictures and all the images of exist now? Like Allah is going to have a lot of, like, have that conversation a lot, I guess. Yeah, I guess. That, that's look. why you can't draw because it insinuates you have the power to create and Allah is the best of creators. Not just that, but their that's version of God is like really small right because okay so god comes to moses and says moses tell the people this and moses is like oh but god i stutter you know and god's like shut up you have a brother he's gonna do it for you but it's gonna get done but with allah he shows up to muhammad and says muhammad write this down and muhammad's like but lord i can't i'm illiterate and then allah's like eh all right like that's a weak small god oof that's rough Yikes! But it's kind of funny. You guys are making fun of like uh, the Muslim God, but the the Greeks in like the early before like Christianity became big, some of the some of the 
uh, Greek um, making fun of as a Christian God was like, well, Jesus was if like if if a Hercules was about to get um, crucified, Hercules would beat the shit out of you. And so like, so they they're making a. Let fun me tell of you Jesus. right now, Samson would run Hercules around in circles like a little pet. Yeah, but but the thing is, like they're they're making for, they're, they're, they're making fun of Jesus because he's not this badass. Yeah, he's no he's no Spider Man. They <laughs> must not have read well, Revelation when uh, he comes back with bronze skin and flaming eyes. Well, for, so for one, I, for one, I have to disagree with uh, Samson being greater than Hercules. Samson had what the strength of ten men. I, I do believe uh, Hercules was a demigod. Um, but outside of that, so when it, when it comes, the mockery of Allah is kind of funny, um, as Rex was pointing out there, because it's, it's the same God. And, and I'm not just saying that because it's the God of Abraham. I'm saying that because Muhammad literally stole aspects of the Christian God, just like he literally stole aspects of the Jewish God. And he got those aspects on the caravan routes that he ran with his uncle when he was a young child, um, anybody that's really like studied the history of Islam knows this, right? Like, yeah. so, I mean, when, when you're mocking, uh, Islam as, as a Christian, um, you're literally mocking the things that Muhammad took from your own religion. <laughs> no, no. What I'm doing is mocking a silly perversion of the stories they took from my religion. I mean, he knew, he knew the Trinity. He had it down perfectly. Father, Jesus, and Mary. Perfect. <laughs> well, the, the but, yeah, they called what, him the ear because he would just he would listen to everything anyone said and then sort of incorporate it into his religion. In fact, um, yeah. Ibn, Ibn Kabul, I, 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 I the guy anyway, like the most prominent scholar, left Islam at first. Uh, he came back eventually because they were going to kill him, but because um, Muhammad was reciting a verse to him and uh, he changed the verse and added something in the end, and Muhammad said, "Oh yeah, that's actually better. That, that what you said, that's what Allah revealed." He's like, wait a minute, that's not what you just said 30 seconds ago. And so he, he went and left because he realized mom was just sort of making it up as he went along. Yep. Well, this is the thing is like, because like, yeah, Muslims do have like, because they, they get triggered because they say the word of God is infallible. And then, then this, this, this is what they'll say. And then the Christian would reply, well, isn't, doesn't that mean since Allah told you to look, look towards the Bible, then that the Bible must be true? And then they get triggered by that because they, they have to admit that Jesus is God now. Because right, <laughs> and 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 honestly, what is a pervert? Like you know, I'm going to do some assuming here. Earlier, people were assuming what people were thinking, so I'm going to assume. Um, and I think I think it's kind of common sense. I can almost guarantee that the first Christians would look at any Christian church and call that a perversion. Any Christian church in the modern day, I, I, I think any Christian faith, the first Christians would would just find it so alien to them, right? So, like, what is a perversion? Because I think that you can argue all of it's a perversion at this point. So the first generation of Christians would have actually been Jews that believed exactly. Christ was the Messiah. And exactly. we have that exact belief in people today. It's called Messianic. It's a rather large group. Um, they also have like Jews for Jesus. It's a YouTube channel. So what you said is just, you know, no disrespect. It's just completely false. 
Well, but so, but you said it yourself, Messianic Jews or Jews for Christ, they consider right. themselves Jews. They don't consider themselves Christian. My statement was looking at the Christian faith. What is a Christian? To me, it's somebody that believes in Jesus, but to Christians, right. it's something else. But a Jew can believe in Jesus. For instance, my father is Hebrew, was, he passed away. My father was Hebrew. My mother is Christian. I am a Hebrew Christian. So, so it is such a thing. So, but do you do you actually think that you had the same beliefs as the first Christians? Uh, well, Judaism has been very consistent for the past 4,000 years that we know of. So, yeah. I mean, we have meticulous records, and they have an oral tradition that is second to none. Well, well so an, an oral tradition is never meticulous, for one. And, and for two, we don't have very many records from the first Christians. We don't? No, uh, we have a, a good amount, mostly attacking right. their heresies. But uh, yes, there were a lot of heresies. And so depending on what you mean by early Christian, there were a lot. I mean, like uh, in the first talking century, the very first generation yeah. of Christians, right? The very they were not certain if Jesus had a physical body or not for a very long time in the early yeah. church. Even and, the Greeks, uh, yeah, right. even the Greeks, even the Greeks point this out. Like they talk about how like the Christians have parties. So they're talking about like how they have a bunch of sex. They're fighting each other. But I think by the time the second century rolled around, the uniformity was starting to take over, and uh, the force of both uh, military might and just uh, doctrine had settled, and sort of things were getting worked out. There were still heresies, like so, yeah, they were less, and, and that that, go, that goes to my question: like, what is perversion? I'm I'm sure that those, those very first Christians, even a century later, would consider that a perversion. You know, like what is a, it's easy to sit here in the modern times and scoff at Islam and say that's a perversion. But, you know, in my opinion, it's all a perversion at this point. Well, the problem with Islam specifically is that by the time Muhammad was uh, preaching his message, there was a very well established uh, canon. And the doctrine of the Catholic well, Church was very well established. And he just simply didn't know what they were teaching. So he was just factually wrong what they believe, even if they no, I totally right, agree with what that, they yeah. believe. Right. So I guess that that's really why he gets criticized so hard because he just said things they simply did not believe. No, oh, yeah, I totally agree with that, but I think plenty of Christians have done the same. Sure. Quiet. <laughs> no, I thought there was something wrong. Yeah, there was a uh, young earth creationist doctor. I, I closed my spreadsheet and I can't find it. It's like Dr. Marcus something, Upper's guy, and I wanted you to watch him because he, he's like the first young earth creationist that I've heard of who uh, like has no problem with the earth being old. I don't know how he establishes it, but like I, I only know about him because um, well, he can't be a young earth creationist if he believes the earth is old. Like <laughs> he believes it was made look old or something. You have to read his his, his doctor. Oh, or his, I've. I've well, I've heard they still believe it's like under ten thousand years, but they believe it was made with the appearance of a very old Earth. I've heard that theory. But I mean, so you let me ask you this question: If you didn't have the Bible and you went in, do you think anyone gets to be believe the Earth is young without starting with the Bible? Okay, so yes, to answer your question, I believe you can get to a young Earth without the Bible. However, you cannot get to a 6,000, 7,000 year old earth specifically without the Bible, if that makes sense. So can you, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, you know, like, because I have, I have not found anyone 
like um, who has come to the conclusion. Because like I, I get maybe scientists have an agenda, maybe there's a conspiracy, and they all want the earth to be old, and maybe some even hate God. But some people are just have integrity and just honest. And if they were looking and they say, you know what, this, these numbers aren't adding up, the earth really doesn't look much younger than everyone's saying, they would they'd make a stink. And I just don't see those stinks from people who have a uh, presupposition from the Bible. Well, it's, it's like this, okay? They say that because of the solar something rather, ten, just 10,000 years ago, everything on earth would have been getting cancers and died off. Um, you can get to at least around 60,000 years with the gravitational pull from the moon, right? Just 60,000 years ago with the moon being that much closer, it would have just completely destroyed the the earth. It would have been uninhabitable. Nothing would have been able to live except for aquatic life. Um, so I think you can get to safely around 40,000 years, which I would still consider a young earth, even though I go younger, I think it's under 7,000 years. I guess um, so. Why do you think that so many people independently get like um, like dating things? Like, for instance, uh, um, argon um, quartz argon dating. I think it is. Anyway, I or you know uranium argon dating. Why is it that all of those dates are just so consistent with each other when different people do it? It's just I don't know. It seems like if different people were doing it and the method didn't work, they would get like constantly wildly different results, and that's just not what happens. Well, first of all, the results often do vary from one facility testing the age to another. And also, they're dating that information based off of other things that they've dated with the same equipment. So they're assuming that the first dating was correct to date the second thing. It's just very, it's almost, it takes as much faith to believe that that's accurate as it does that the Bible's accurate in, from my worldview. Yeah, I've heard that. I just, I don't agree with that because these people have like wildly different worldviews. You got Hindu scientists, you got atheist scientists, you got Christian scientists that all are getting similar numbers. I, I do, there is variation, but if you use the correct dating method, uh, you're going to get within an acceptable margin of error every time. And, and well, there, and, there is a thing though, Rex, that I should point out. They have changed their view on a lot of things, and they are thinking about, they're speculating about changing the age of the Earth again. I don't know if you heard, but on my last show, I pointed this out. It's official. They're claiming that the universe went from three, not three, but 13 to 16 billion years to now double that. Now they're rounding it off to 30 billion years old, the universe. I think there's a simple explanation for that, Brett. It's our our, our technology is getting more advanced, more sophisticated. Um, we we have more of an ability now than than before to 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 be more accurate. Um, I, I I don't I, I don't know how old the Earth is. One, but I don't even think you really need to get into um, dating methods to get beyond a seven thousand year old Earth. I mean, just just the history that we know goes back, what, 10,000, and then you had prehistory. So, I mean, you know, like, how do you explain the Sumerian civilization that that, that was before any other civilization? And, and we pretty much know that they were about 10,000 years ago. Do, do we get there from dating? I mean, I'm sure that we do date some of that, but, you know, we know a certain amount of history at this point, and then there's a lot of prehistory that we don't know, and we definitely need dating for that. Um but yeah, when it comes to the age of the earth or even knowledge of the universe, I think that we're only going to get more and more and more sophisticated and more and more and more accurate as 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 our technology gets more sophisticated and accurate. 
Well, Proverbs, you got me on the whole Trinity thing. I thought your argument was uh, definitely wonderful, and it actually got me over. But the uh, the Earth Age, this is something that I've been going back and forth. I've listened to Kent. I've listened to you. I've listened to many people. And I just can't bring myself to young Earth creationism. I believe in creation. believe in uh, a literal Adam and Eve and humans actually being designed by God. But... Uh, the age of the earth, that's a tough one. What's the, What do you think the three biggest things are that uh, pose uh, an idea for you to go with the young earth? Well, first of all, I'd say the gravitational pull from the moon would be the, the smoking gun for me. Besides that, it would be the solar flares in the radio uh, active rays from the sun that they say would cause cancer cells on, on everything to grow. Uh, that would be the second biggest reason. I think the third biggest reason is because I don't trust the I don't trust the scientific consensus for uh, time uh, for the history of the world, especially when it comes to Egypt. I think that there was a lot of miscalculations with Egypt, especially considering that at oftentimes they had two to three pharaohs ruling simultaneously. And also they had pharaohs that would be reigning in Memphis, and then they would be reigning as a co-regent. And then once the pharaoh in Thebes died, the, the co-regent pharaoh from Memphis would go to Thebes. And until he elected another co-regent... He would be ruling both parts of Egypt uh, as two separate names because you would be named an emperor or a pharaoh in Thebes after the god that they worshipped there. And then in Memphis, he would be known as the god that they worshipped there. Uh, so they don't take all of that into account, and I think that would be my third biggest reason. Well, I agree with you on the Egyptian thing. In the last decade, I ended up watching a documentary called patterns of evidence i don't know if you heard of that but they showed clearly that there were a lot of problems with the egyptian uh time frame and all that and a lot of things were mixed up and they were trying to piece it together did you see that yeah that's with tim mahoney and he has several videos that are really good i own all of them and i'm going to be interviewing him sometime soon in the future well, and you're going to get that throughout history. I'm not saying, and, uh, and I've often said, even as the raging atheist, like you can't trust history um, 100%. I, I think you'd be foolish to do so. Um, you, you would have the same problem in the Roman Empire, um, it, not just in Egypt. I mean, there there was quite a long time where the Roman Empire was split up into two, maybe even three kingdoms at points, um, ruled by two separate people until one person would overthrow the other one. And, you know, you would have the same issues. Um, victors often write the histories. Um, but but now in the modern day, we also have archaeological evidence to go along. We're learning more and more and more. We're not relying so much on the written history anymore, but on what we're finding, finding as we're, we're searching and exploring and, and learning. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, I I, I don't know. I, I I think it's a stretch to just pretty much say, you know, it's a seven thousand year Earth. I don't trust the scientists. Like it, it is assuming this grand conspiracy on a level. Like I just don't think is possible for humanity. Maybe at some point humanity will be so succinct to be able to have a grand conspiracy like that. But I I just don't think, as Rex was pointing out earlier, you have so many different worldviews from so many different scientists coming to the same conclusions. I I don't really see how how you can get there. Well, that's the thing. Not all scientists agree. Well, no. Yeah. Well, you know, I also yeah, don't think most. That's one of the problems, though. That's one of the problems with science, though, Nock, is that usually the uh, the theory that uh, gets popular and stuff is usually because it's some kind of publicized scientist. I mean, Dawkins, for instance, a lot of people thought he was super intelligent. And then uh, nowadays, look at him. People wipe their ass with what he thinks. So well, that's yeah, just the progression know. of humanity, though. Like, it, that's what I was saying. Like we're going to get more and more sophisticated. What we think we know now. I mean, it, I got in trouble with atheists uh, when I, I mentioned this a few months back, and atheists were just scoffing at me. But it, like, I don't see how you can see it otherwise. Like in a thousand years, human beings are going to look at a, at our knowledge now as being infant. <laughs> Right. Like we're going to learn more and more with each generation. It's what human beings have done since we've been here. You know, it, it's 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 how we're still here today is that we learn from the generations before us and we we advance what they do. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. It's just, it just it seems hard to get at this point. You, you take away evolution. It, it just seems really hard to get to a 7000 year old Earth. Um, to uh, to me, to me it is. Yeah, I agree. I think it's really just kind of wacky. <laughs> I don't think you can get the six thousand year old. Well, let me ask you guys a question. Do you agree that heavy stress ages a person physically, in appearance? Sure, without a doubt, I think. Yeah. Even magnetism. Okay. Well, if the Christian narrative is correct, and let's take the global flood, that kind of scarring and catastrophe. Don't you guys think that could possibly give the Earth a much older age going through that kind of trauma? But I think the thing what it's really going to catch is you know, it's the civilization history because, like, that cannot be denied. No, I think the time period can be denied. I think what we know as ancient history, like the Egyptians, uh, go up into, like, the beginning of after the flood. And I think what you know is like prehistory would be everything before the flood. Like, so what? Are you talking of a global flood? I am absolutely talking about the global like, flood. What evidence is there for that? Because I mean, like, well, that's simple. Basic think, geology uh, kind of dis- debunked that in the late eighteen hundreds. I mean, how they would you explain? It. How would you explain the walls of the Grand Canyon? What do you mean? Okay, the walls of the Grand the Grand Canyon, they're a deposit. How did that get there? Uh, I, I've actually studied this in my dealings with Matt Powell. I, I can't give you like the, oh, the, the cor- correct correct answer, but nobody I, knows. What I can tell, well, I think that they do know. Uh, basically, um, the Grand Canyon was underwater for like millions upon millions of years. But it wasn't a global flood. It was just it was in the ocean at that time. So th- that's the thing. The Grand Canyon, it's all layers from top to bottom. So that means at some point or another, the water was that high. That's that's a global. Well, flood. yeah, yeah. Well, well, no. I, I mean, 
science backs that up. Like I said, I mean, so uh, the, the plates shift over over a matter of time. Our continents have shifted. Where you know we went from Pangaea to a to to the continents we have now. Um, at for for the longest period of time, that part of America was actually in the ocean. <laughs> you know, it was underwater. So, so you think it just like it got it got lifted up? No, the waters receded. Yeah, I mean we we okay. So like the walls of the Grand Canyon. I'm not I'm not talking about the ditch. I'm talking about the walls. So the the walls of the Grand Canyon are, are all they're all deposits from all the way from the bottom. I'd really to, to be accurate with this, I'd have to find my notes from like five years ago. That that'd be impossible. So I'm kind of speaking just out of my ass from memory, and I'm not going to do it justice. No, <laughs> you know, I'm fine. not. It's not going to be accurate. So I, I really shouldn't even. This really isn't my uh, my forte. Uh, I found oh. out the hard way talking with Matt Powell. <laughs> yeah, you should look up. You should look up documentaries on the Grand Canyon, and they'll tell you they don't know how it got there. Well, no, I, I have studied it, uh, and, and I, I have reams of notes on it. Um, they do think they know how it got there. I, I think Christians <coughs> don't want to believe how they think it got there. Have they explained the closed clams at the top of Mount Everest yet? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that comes from an actual regional flood that, that's well known. I think it was 20, 30,000 years it's, ago. It's just weird because, like, they have no problem believing that there were all these, like, gigantic regional floods. But well, for some reason, we don't have a problem believing it because we observe it. It's just like mind-blowingly impossible. Oh, there, uh, Mr. Proverbs, uh, there, there's plenty of atheists out there who, it's weird how they do this. It's like some kind of, what is it, dissidence is what it's called. They'll tell you that it's impossible for the world to flood over, yet Bill Nye will get on the news, mainstream media, and say, oh, but if the ice caps were to melt, then we're going to drown. You know, so they believe the world could do that and stuff, but for some reason they have the issue of it happening not, in the past. Not, not just that, Brett, but I mean, no offense. Did you hear what he said? He said that he said that the Grand Canyon used to be completely submerged underwater. So, like these oceans are just picking up their britches and walking across a few miles and resting somewhere else. Like we have oceans just evaporating and reappearing. No, it, it's, it's, it's it has nothing to do with ocean it's plate tectonics it's it's yeah. land masses shifting <laughs> do not think that pangea ever existed proverbs guy i'm kind of split on that i think it's possible and i think it if it was possible i think it would have been that way until the flood so when i was on your show last time i was talking about these things i'm raising called fairy shrimp i'm feeding them my fish they're really cool little crustaceans they, they live in what's called vernal pools. Um, every year, uh, when it rains, the dirt gets real wet, and these little puddles form, and then the fairy shrimp, they live about 60 days, and they lay eggs. So if you're saying the flood was 4,000 years ago, they have no way of traveling. How did several hundred species of fairy shrimp get all over the world? Because they couldn't have survived a worldwide flood. Here, here's the thing. I'll answer that. Let me answer that. Brett, so, real quick, P. Mars is in your side chat. Here's yeah. the do you, do you guys know? You guys know hey, how putting the N word in your side chat. Just to let you know. Oh, <laughs> well, he's gone okay. now. See you later, there, buddy. It only takes like three seconds for me to get rid of a prick. That is I like haven't seen P Mars do that in a couple years, man. It, that takes me back to old times. Yeah, P Mars. I, I've tried so hard to be good to that guy, but he's kind of stupid in the head. And you know what are you gonna do? 
So here's the thing. You guys know how oil is made? Crude oil. That's algae, and you require pressure, and you require heat. There's a bunch of oil, a lot, bunch of, bunch of, bunch of crude oil. The question now becomes, how did it get there? You need to bury it. And not only do you need to bury it, so you, you can't just wait a long, long, long time for it to, you know, to turn to grow. It, it'll fossilize. So you need that. You need to bury it fast, and you need to heat it up fast. Brett, he's back. Okay. I got right, him. Bubbles, but how does that answer my very question? I, I understand how oil's made, but how, how would in 4,000 years... Here, here's the thing. They, they would have I, been taken on the. They would have been taken on the ark because they could not have survived the global flood. They simply cannot live unless they have dry conditions to lay their eggs in. You're right. Um, they did it. So okay. I think I think they were killed. So I I don't believe in the Christian. You know, all the animals were in the ark. So I think those animals were sacrificed to make the crude oil. Okay, but that that would not answer. That's not a young Earth creationist. So that's not what I'm talking about. From a young Earth yeah, creationist sure. standpoint, right. how could fairy shrimp have? Uh, speciate it and spread around the world when they have no means of travel. Animals don't carry them, and in fact, they are well, almost they're going minute. extinct. That are hold on one second. Hold on one second. Can you guys type something in the text chat so I can make you a moderator? Hey, uh, Brett. Um, yeah, I got it. It's okay, good. gotcha. Yeah, All right. I'll I'll type something over there. Yeah, just say idiot on board or something. Short bus coming through. I get you. Just type something, and I'll make you guys some moderators. I should have probably made some moderators a while back. Oh, wow. I already got a pop-up on my video basically stating that uh, because why did that happen for? Probably because somebody kept spelling out the bad N-word. Well, it's saying something about medical information on my video. What? Did we even talk about medical stuff? I don't believe we I, did. I, I think that's one topic we haven't delved into. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> I, I talked about dating potassium argon. <laughs> Is that the closest we got? What? How does this guy have so many like racist names? Or uh, it's like. Does YouTube like not catch this guy? How does he keep? It his is names? impressive how racist this guy is. Oh yeah, yeah. He he's 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 been making these racist sock accounts for years, and he like holds them to to hit a channel. <laughs> but so what does he bizarre. get out of this? Like, what? I I just don't. People just amaze me. It, me it, too. It, it's it's the anonymity of the internet. Like he he would not do this if people knew who he was because the the world would shame him and he would be punished socially. Well, and, and that's what I seemed. I would walk him down the main street of St. Louis and see how he likes it over there. That's right. Well, and, I, let him, and, I let him spam this on Kings Highway in Itasca. And, and this is the thing that I'm trying to do now, right? Like I, I've, I've yelled at PMARS. I've screamed at him. I'm beyond that. Now I'm just trying to understand him. Like what happened to this guy to make him this way, right? Like, you know, I've been plenty mad in, in live streams. I've never felt the inclination to get into somebody's side chat and, and, and I don't know, try to get their channel taken down. <laughs> like it's, that's never been, I don't know. I just, I, it's hard for me to to understand people's motivations sometimes, and that's what I'm trying to understand. Like P. Mars, that's the whole man. This is classic. what did you do, man? What happened to you? <laughs> Who touched you? It was the Christian, wasn't it? All right, he's, I he's, yeah. he's, he's, wait. Did he not like you because you're Christians or atheists? Why does this guy not like? You? I thought he was doing this for a while. Well, let's not uh, give the loser any attention. Okay, just, well, we'll just block yeah, him. I just think he doesn't like people. Him. I don't think it matters what you are. <laughs> so it's just a just a piece of crap troll in general. No yeah. Okay. All right. Anyway, yeah. Explain fairy shrimp proverbs. Guy, explain them right now. 
Okay, okay so now, let guys, me ask you. Guys, wait Rex, a minute. Guys, some of you may need to refresh your uh, page so you can see that you're moderated. There we go. Okay. Yeah, just refresh your, your YouTube page and you could have moderator ability. Well, I wasn't, you didn't have to refresh uh, StreamYards. Well, you didn't specify that, Brett. <laughs> it's all good. Okay, so Rex, I have to ask you a question, my brother. All right, so you believe in evolution. And one of the large consensuses going around right now are that all these monkeys held on to these floating tree limbs and got from continent to continent. You don't think fairy shrimp could have done the same? I I think tree limbs is a stretch. So like what what we let's know say it's, let's what say we know it's happened like the redwood forest size logs. Okay, it's still no it, it it was no it's not idiotic. We see it. <laughs> we, we, we observe it in modern times like chunk, chunks of continents will break away and there will be life on that on those uh, on those chunks that break away and they'll they drift to other i mean we we observe rex, that in modern times rex that's Four my monkeys? answer uh the fairy shrimp floated over with the monkeys on the rafts well, well their eggs can't live in water and they only live 60 days at most some species live like 12 days and they're also in like luck. It they're also took, like an inch. It, it took to be an inch. It only took fifty-eight days for the raft to get from A to B. Well, and, and again, I only know that because Matt Powell did the whole you know monkey surfing to America thing, <laughs> so I had to look it up. They also only live in <laughs> puddles. So how do they get out of their puddles? Well, that's the thing. After after the arc, how do the kangaroos get to Australia? That's a really good question. I don't know. Surfing with the monkeys. I don't know. Oh, I didn't point this out earlier. Uh, one other thing about the whole flood thing. I've said this in some of my videos, but I'm sure all of you haven't heard it. You guys do realize that scientists claim that there's enough water uh, beneath us in the ground to fill the oceans three to four times over. So we already live on a planet that is a water planet that has 75 to 80% water. And if we've got more water underneath, the Bible doesn't just say it rained. It says the ground actually opened up and water came uh, from beneath as well. Yeah, and there could also be a loss of hydrogen and oxygen. So, I mean, that's all you really need to make water, hydrogen and oxygen. And if the atheist is going to argue plate tectonics, fine. That's great. Then that means the ground well, can open up and water shoots out. Well, I, I, your terminology there, the atheist is going to argue. I, I, I think this, the, the evolutionist scientists argue it. Um, but I, I wanted to point out, because I know, you know, somebody made the, the comment to Rex that, you know, you believe in evolution. Um, I don't consider myself an evolutionist. I, I think I'm a realist. I wasn't there and I don't know. But what evolution does have is a whole hell of a lot of evidence. So I, I tend to take it more at face value with evolution than I do with young earth creationism, because I don't really see a lot what of evidence are you considering his evidence though. The fossil record. Uh, I mean, we could just talk about the beads, right? Like the beads that we literally can track the migration of humanity out of Africa. Yeah, um, I've, yeah. I've, I've, I've done several researches just based on things that Matt Powell said in the past. Again, I am no scientist. Science is not my forte. <laughs> you know, I, I, I read the Bible. That's what I do. And that's as the raging atheist, I spent most of my time dissecting and disrespecting the Bible. But when it comes to evolution, I don't consider myself an evolutionist. I wasn't there. I don't know. 
but I think science provides a lot more evidence than the Bible does. Whenever I was a former atheist, I went along with the evolution thing. But after hanging out with a lot of theists and them showing me, like, for instance, one of the big things I like to argue is, well, explain all the fossils, explain the museums, all this is evidence. And then they pointed out one, one of the major things was Lucy. Lucy, they literally found little fragments of bone and a crushed-ass skull, and then they made wooden feet for it that, and use uh, this material to give it human-looking feet. So they designed it and basically filled in the parts that they wanted to represent it as. So I, I don't buy it. And we've got museums in St. Louis, and they use a lot of wooden shit and plastic to try to just fill in where missing pieces are supposed to be or where they think they ought to be. So I, I don't know about all that. If that, I could see Well, that I mean, we, uh, that's just kind of what human beings do, Brett. We did the same thing with the dinosaurs, right? Um, I, I, I will say, you know, when it comes to Lucy, I will, I will grant that there's probably some problems there. Again, I'm not a scientist. I don't, I don't really know. Um, but I would grant that there's probably some scientists there. Uh, Lucy was like one of the first hominids that we actually found a, a pretty good sample of, I do believe. Um, but I can, I can tell you this, I've watched enough documentaries to know we've, we've got way better examples than Lucy. I couldn't name them, yeah, but, but I know they're there. But <laughs> you none, know? They, they, none of them would say that it's in the transitional. So they got a bunch of a dead, um, gorillas and stuff but none of them no i think they actually do have missing links at this point let me let me ask you all a question real quick if you were to find a elongated skull of a, a monkey and stuff and someone were to claim that it was a transition how do you know that it's actually an evolved transition and not a monkey that suffered from let's say meningitis I, I don't know. Uh, the person that had this conversation with that, and I, I don't want to disrespect anybody's knowledge. I, I just don't know you guys well enough. Um, I do know myself well enough. I'm not a damn scientist. Uh, Guts at Gibbons, this is what she does. This is what she studies. This is what oh. she knows. She would be the person to ask. Oh, I'm well acquainted with Guts at Gibbons. She, ha she has run away from me. Here's the question. I, I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I don't oh, know if no, I can no. believe that. Well, look, I'll, I'll show you the question she didn't want to answer. According to evolution, the Dalmatia evolved from the gray wolf. So my simple question is now, present to me one single transitional between the gray wolf and the Dalmatia that existed. Gutsit Gibbon knows there's not a single transitional. Well, and that brings up an excellent uh, point. The bar is always set to an unfair standard for us. This so is people, bottom of the barrel. People can point and say like, okay, uh, the evidence is stronger for this side, but it's an unfair advantage that that side has, right? Because they dig up rocks in the ground and they can say from the little tiny indents, this is a transitional fossil. This is evidence and we believe it. But archaeologists have also dug up the whole city of David, which is described in the Holy Scriptures. And that somehow is an evidence for God. So it's an unfair standard and Christians are getting screwed here. And notice how they, they always keep the transitionals before genetic testing. So as soon as they step within the circle of genetic testing, all the transitionals disappear. So they'll say tectalic, which you, which you cannot DNA test, is a transitional. But as soon as you bring it within the, the circle of DNA testability, they disappear. Wow. Well, there's, there's also a big-time contradiction, too. Uh, you guys have heard of uh, 
the extinction uh, well, that we we had with the planet supposedly <laughs> destroying all the creatures and life forms but somehow the dinosaurs managed to turn into birds while the earth was clouded in darkness for over 200 years according to it uh, i know you're not a scientist to, mark it's all good well I no have... i just wanted to address like the city of david thing right so I don't think, you know, even as, as an atheist, I've never really contested cities in the Bible, dates in the Bible. Um, I contest the supernatural elements of the Bible. Um, of course, the writers of the Bible are going to use real sites, real cities. Um, of, if there was a David and David's responsible for the city of David, I don't really know if we can prove that. Um, that doesn't make the Bible true. It just means that that city was true. I mean, I don't think that there's a, the only unfair disadvantage that I see Christianity has is Christianity made a, a, a lot of claims and now we're finding out differently. I would say maybe except for the fact that not only have we dug up the city of David, but there are secular historical writings about King Solomon and King Solomon was the son of King David. Well, so, I mean, again, I'm, no I, evidence I, is like I, just I don't think we're contesting that David existed or or Solomon existed. I think some atheists probably do. Um, I'm I, I don't know. I, I've never really thought about the the reality of their existence. Um, the problem isn't that I don't think that Solomon existed. I just don't think Solomon was chosen by God to 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 be king. You know, um, I don't think Solomon was God's favorite person on the planet. Because if he was, is, it's kind of fucked up. But the thing is, is if we keep finding proof for Solomon and we keep finding proof for the city of David, that, for King David, and we can do this for all these characters. I mean, we have found scrolls with the markings of Jeremiah, ancient seals with uh, the son of Hezekiah, like all kinds of stuff. Well, that only proves that the human beings have been creative for a long time. That's but, all that it proves. I, it, 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 sure, we can prove that these people existed, but you can't prove that what they wrote or said was true. Proverbs, right, like we, we also all found the, the locations and people in the Iliad, for the most part, exist. Well, that doesn't make the Iliad true. Just real quick before we get too far ahead, uh, Proverbs, can you read this out loud? Another source of conviction in the existence of God connected with the reason and not with the feelings impresses me as having much more weight. This follows from the extreme difficulty or rather impossibility of conceiving this immense and wonderful universe, including man with his capability of looking far backwards and far into futurity. As a result of blind chance or necessity, when the use, uh, when thus reflecting, I feel compelled to look to a first cause, having an intelligent mind, in some degree, analogous. 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 Okay. Analogous. To that of man, and I deserve to be called a theist. Well, that's the thing. Here, the, the thing is, Charles Darwin wasn't the first evolutionist. Christians were. Atheists got their evolution in theory from Christians. It was Christians who introduced microevolution. And all the all the atheists simply did was steal from that and run with it. If by run with it you mean follow it to its logical conclusion, then yes. But let me make a very important point about evolution, because I just went upstairs and I just came down with something that proves it without a doubt. I have Lay's chips that are Cheeto flavored. How did that evolve naturally? 
Checkmate atheist. So before hey, man, we start design before what? we start evolving tales and such, are you guys seeing a wrench next to your name out there? Let's make sure that our raging atheist has one. What about you guys? I do. I have two wrenches. One for each of you. Oh, I don't know if you realize that or not, but you're still under the name Raging Atheist there. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm on uh, I'm on the Rage account. That's like my main account that I go to. Uh, I, usually when I'm in side chats nowadays, I try to use the other one, but I'm just not on that, that account right now. So I heard like through the grapevine, you're the one who just converted, right? I'm a, I'm a baby theist, yes, but I'm not a Christian. I, I don't no, believe I in that. any human uh, in human. I don't believe in human deities. I think humans. Um, I think we we've been influenced by something, and in our imperfection, have just gotten it wrong forever. I got you. I have a really good friend who was a, an atheist for a long time, Adam, and uh, he just became a theist. And now we're working on bringing him to Jesus. We're going to add you to our list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely had an experience that um, that that brought me out of my hard atheism. Um, now, as to what that was, I don't know, and I don't pretend to know. Maybe, maybe at some point it'll come with its calling card, but it it didn't have a name. It just, uh, I don't know. To to me, it was it. it I, I I think so, you know. I, I I spoke of this as an atheist. I got in a lot of trouble. I think people have a purpose. And I think sometimes people have a great purpose. And I think sometimes if people don't fulfill that great purpose, then the universe takes notice or whatever it is out there in that universe that, mm. that would take notice of us. And, and I think that it can communicate with us and it communicated with me. I just don't know what the hell it was. Uh, guys, I, I need to point out to Rex. Rex, I'm having a weird anomaly happen here. Inside the stream yards, I can see when you type things. But when I went on the outside to rent everybody, your name isn't appearing on the actual comments board. I don't know why that is. I've been having some funny stuff happen since I became a YouTube partner. Yeah, I don't. That's what I've been trying to tell you. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just your channel, too. It's very strange. And only you can see me on the YouTube comments. Like, all the stuff I type, only you can see it. Um, and I'm typing that in StreamYards. I link oh, I can only I can only see you typing out there through StreamYards. Is, he, is right. he blocked, Brett? From like I, previous I don't life think, or something? I will check it. I will see if that might be a problem. I've but, done that with a lot of people. I might have even had Rex blocked at once. Although I can't imagine why, because he and I have always been on good, polite terms. You know, I've only blocked like two people, but my mods blocked hundreds of them. So every month I have to go through and unblock people. <laughs> this should take, take away some of those wrenches. I have a total of like 20 people blocked. And 98% of them probably are just atheists uh, who hate me because I support Kent Hoven. Lol. Uh, you know, I, I, I know Kent. I've... I've I, I don't know him, know him. I, I was invited down to his compound for Thanksgiving dinner. I know him through Matt Powell. He has my phone number because Matt gave it to him. Um, I've talked to him on the phone. Um, I don't like Kent Hovind um, for the thing, you know, f for his religious teachings. Um, I've criticized some of his actions, um, but I don't dislike Kent Hovind uh, as a human being. Um, I, I think all human beings have merit. And that's one thing that I'm trying to get a lot better at is is expressing that openly instead of falling into the the box of, oh, I must hate Kent Hovind because I am this, you know, like, nah, man, he, he's a human being. He makes mistakes. Nobody's 
nobody's, you know, infallible here. Um, who am I to judge Kent Hovind? Um, I, I, I would hope that he would do what I'm doing and try to be a better human being tomorrow than he was today. Yeah, everyone has redeemable qualities except for Darth. Yeah, Darth Dawkins, if you're talking about him, screw that guy. No, no, Darth <laughs> Thornaz. He doesn't know Darth Dawkins. I've talked about Darth Dawkins before, but uh, Steve, oh, our Congress guy will not go watch it. You need to Google Darth Dawkins and just watch one of his debates, and that'll give you an idea of what all his debates are like. I have yeah, yeah, you just Darth need to here. see one of them. <laughs> I've got this Darth here, and this Darth gives me, like, gray hairs already, so I can't handle a second. Yeah, Darth. yeah, when, when Darth Uranus came on, I thought, I thought could be, because Darth follows me around, and last time I was on Brett's show, Darth Dawkins came in, so when, he, when Brett first said Darth, I'm like, oh, here we go again. Damn it. <laughs> I'm so glad it's you and not him. <laughs> so Dawkins is the guy who calls everyone the internet stalker, follows you around? Oh, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he follows me around, yeah. <laughs> No, why? You're a theist now. <laughs> well, and because uh, when he first met me, I I knew nothing about philosophy, so he he figured like, here's an atheist I can really get, you know. Oh, um, yeah. Now I know a little bit more. So the last conversation we had, I don't think went went quite as well as he wanted it to. <laughs> I don't even know why he bothers talking to people. Like he could just have a conversation with himself. It's just a script every time. Yeah, he, I think he does the Steven Crowder approach. He, he thinks he's got to debate like uh, teenagers who don't know anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and he always says, how old are you, sir? Well, you sound like a petulant 16-year-old. Oh, yeah, I've gotten that one quite a few times, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm 46, man. I ain't been a teenager in a long time, but I'll give you that I act like one sometimes. <laughs> Talking about converts, did you see a godless girl also became a theist? You know who she is? Is she? Yeah. Oh, yeah. She uh, she reached out to me on Twitter not too long ago. Um, I I have an extensive history with her. Um, I find her fascinating. Um, she wanted to have like this this heart to heart um exchanging of stories on my channel, but she reached out to me like two days after I was like I'm done with YouTube for a while. Like this is the first time I've even been on anything in like three months. So like I I never responded to her. So she probably took offense to that. But I was just you know, like as a baby theist, I, I wanted to stop talking because every time I talked, especially here on YouTube, I caught myself slipping back into my hard atheism. I, I think I've done it a little bit tonight um, with with my approach here because it's so easy to fall back into bad, bad habits. But I think I am trying to be more respectful than I've ever been before. Like I'm, I'm, I'm trying to have a conversation before I think Brett will tell you before I wasn't really interested in having a conversation with you. I was interested in proving you wrong. And, and I'm trying not to be like that anymore. Well, you know yourself at every age, Brett, you should have got Adam Lauren here for this. Well, Nothing Adam says. I, I don't know if you realize this Proverbs, but Adam recently lost someone in his life. So he's been going through a grieving process. He so, emailed me. So he probably he, won't be on for a while. Adam Lore. I've never heard. Is he like Adam friended? Uh, it's, his name's this Adam Lore. His uh, channel yeah, is mostly him. based upon his art and his comics and all that kind of stuff. And but right now he's going through uh, some troubled times, so he'll be back later. Yeah, he's an intelligent guy. Are you guys Man. um familiar with the uh, the gods of the Cthulhu mythos? Are you making this up right now? Well, no, no, Cthulhu certainly seems uh, familiar. I'm, I'm not sure. Uh, so, like, it just H.P. Lovecraft, all, he made up, like, a whole canon of gods. 
Oh, H.P. Yeah. Lovecraft. All right. I, uh, I was yeah. thinking, um, uh, uh, not Mayan, but uh, I was thinking Aztec. But no, yeah, I, I was totally off there. So. Yeah, I, I got. I would love to live in the world where these gods are real. They're very capricious, but like the head god is uh, Azatoth. Anyway, I say this because if I ever argue with Darth Dawkins, I'm just going to argue as though I believe Azatoth is the real god. Do it. Right, I, I don't think he'll know what to do because Azathoth is not only the most powerful god, he's referred to as the blind idiot god. No. Oh god, there was this one old school Christian guy. I can't remember his name and I should. Uh, gosh, you guys would all know who I'm talking about and I just can't remember. I've talked to so many uh, at this point, but um, I got him with uh, Wonkin Tonka one day. Uh, and Wonkin Tonka is a Native American god. Um, and yet that, uh, when you get to, to gods that most people have no understanding of, or have never heard of, you can really throw a wrench in the conversation. Right. Like, what do you do with a God who has omni properties, but is both blind, deaf, and actually crazy? That sounds like my kind of God. (laughs) Yeah. Azatoth is the key and the, and the gate. Wait, so Darth and Rex, which one of your guys' God is like higher on the tier of gods? Minus. Yeah, Are you just I, my, saying that because you're biased? No, no it's give, because I can I can make anybody reveal my God to them. So that, for example, do you know no, the No you can't. All you can do is yes, make somebody run in circles for an hour and a half to reveal chaos as God. Well yeah, everybody will get to chaos. Did you know it's Proverbs? In, it's inevitable. Except Did I've never know? seen you lead anybody to chaos. Look look at that debate with Darth You Darkins. lead people to madness. You okay. led me to madness, but and never Proverbs. chaos. Yes, sir. Proverbs. Did you know that there's a religious position out there? And I was surprised to find it. But there's one that is um, theistic and atheist almost at the same time. It's kind of a hybrid. You know how it works? Intrigue me. Okay, so... People believe that there was once a God that actually created the universe. But here's the catch. When the God created the universe, it destroyed itself and its essence became the stars and the energy and the very universe. So it basically destroyed itself in order to use its uh, body to create the universe. So in a way, you can believe that there was a God, but now there isn't. So that's how they're able to do religion, theistic, as well as atheists at the same time. Uh, that just sounds like old dredged up paganism or maybe even some ancient Greek theology. Well, anything outside of the Abrahamic uh, theology, the big three is going to be considered paganism. You're right on that. Well, we consider you guys pagan because pagan just means a person who doesn't worship your God. So to me, you guys are pagan. Yeah, but Robert's our guy, did you ever hand out chick tracks? Chick tracks? Do you not know what chick tracks are? Are I those were the ones that look like a $20 bill? Uh, and then you open it up and it's like John 316? Maybe. Well, they're not quite that egregious. They're like little storybooks. A guy named Jack Chick. He was real life. Not most Christians when he was. He, um, yeah, they're like, they're like little gospel messages. Anyway, I posted a uh, side chat like a long time ago or a couple years ago. Someone made a uh, chick track for Cthulhu and essentially it's a uh, it walks you through the promise of Cthulhu that you will get eaten first when he returns. Huh. Wow. But yeah, chick tracks are, look about the old chick tracks are crazy, man. They're really like all over the place and sort of weird. Huh. 
Have you heard of them, Brett? Like when you were uh, as a Christian or when you were an atheist, did you never get a chick track? Shit track. Chick, What's what Jack, chick. Get? Chick, All right. chicken. All right, so what are you asking me about again? Try that one more time. I guess you never got one. Has anyone besides me heard of chick track? I thought it was like uh, ubiquitous. Maybe it was just I, where I was from. Never seen, heard of it. I've seen what you're talking about, but yeah, I never. I've, I've gotten those like fake dollar bills because I used to be a server. And then you, you, you're like... You know, at least they left me something. It's only a dollar, and then you turn it over, and it's like, "Come to Jesus" or whatever. I don't know if that's what you're talking about. I don't know if he made the dollar bill one. He might have. He's that kind of guy, but he just he made all sorts of things. Like they have scary messages about how you're going to go to hell, and some of them, like they have messages like why you shouldn't touch yourself, and there's really like there's like basic Christian theology condensed in a weird comic book style. Yeah, I know Uh, what you're talking about. I've seen those things. Yeah, they're they they were all over the place. They're like little pamphlets, right? Little comics, booklets. Yeah, I haven't seen them in a while. I, they've they've gone out of fashion, thank goodness. But they are they're just awful. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I th- I think I might be able. So like, I, I I've had this idea, and it kind of goes with what like Brett had said. Um, but I've had this idea before. Like maybe there was a God, and and God. Um, created the universe um, with its own self-sacrifice. That's where we get the Big Bang. And that essence of God spread throughout the universe, created the universe, and now it's now coalesced all these billions of years later in a sentient life here on Earth, um, maybe even sooner throughout the universe. I, you know, I don't know how Christians feel about aliens. I don't necessarily believe aliens come to Earth, but I definitely think that they're out in the universe. I think that there's other sentient life out there. And I, the idea that of of you know, um, of, of that deity being a part of what makes us seemingly so special. I, you know, I, I find it to be a fascinating idea. I can't claim that I created it. I've, I heard it somewhere. Maybe it was some kind of ancient, um, theology that I, I had researched at some point, but I found it to be a fascinating idea. And it's one as an atheist, I don't really think it'd be hard to argue against that. I think because it, it would match up with what we know about the universe. I was going to say, uh, as far as aliens and the concept of God and all that, this gets me in trouble with other religious folks. But by definition, God is an alien. So I, I see him as an okay. extra, extra dimensional deity. I uh, even got Matt Powell to admit that, uh, Brett, so don't feel too bad. <laughs> when, I, when I broke it down for him, and I'm like, you know, an alien is, is, is this creature that wasn't born on earth right so technically god's an alien it was like matt matt was like yeah i, I guess i can see where you're coming from <laughs> yeah i i guess some people when they think of aliens they visualize green monsters or some sludge floating around on mars or something like that but uh, to me uh, people should look into like 12th dimensional um uh, beings and entities and all that carl sagan talked about it yeah, I, I I think if aliens are coming to Earth, they're not traveling through space. They're probably tra- traveling through dimensions. It's funny because like the, the Christians would deny aliens because of theo- theological reasons. It doesn't match up with the theology, and like atheists would deny aliens because it doesn't it contradicts their evolutionary yeah their evolutionary religion because they have now have to say somewhere in outer space there's green monkeys. Well, no, I, I, I don't think it contradicts our evolutionary position at all. I think, if anything, it would only substantiate it that it's something, it's a normal process within the universe. But the thing, you're going to have to say there's green monkeys out there, and they don't want to say that. 
Well, there there is an argument. There is an argument about aliens. It does. You've never seen Beast Boy. I was going to say there is a, there there is an argument that bothers non-believers when it comes to aliens, and that's the Fermi paradox. But besides that, I, oh, most, yeah, I love the Fermi paradox. Most atheists I've met actually do believe that it's very probable that there's other life forms in the universe. I have met very few that would claim that they don't think there's life out there. Yeah, it's kind of weird because you know I, I had a pre- preface bringing up aliens at all with you know. A, I don't really think that they can get to earth because yeah, atheists will jump your shit, man. <laughs> they they believe that aliens are out there, but the moment you talk, start talking about, you know, UFO encounters here on earth and you're a conspiracy theorist or some shit, it's crazy. I, I, I can't equate the two. Like it doesn't really make sense to me. Like, all right. So you, you believe the mathematical probability of sentient life on other planets, but you, can't get to the point to where it's possible that they're here <laughs> um I, I don't know it, it, I, i've never really understood that with the atheist community i don't believe that they can get to earth because i haven't seen one like but if i saw a damn spaceship i'd probably believe it right <laughs> well i know i know what they're doing because atheism is about keeping people in the dark so they can't let you know that there's a god they can't let you know there's uh, I, I totally disagree with that i, I would say atheism is about bringing you out from the dark about in, trying to inform you with well, Real try, knowledge, as, as opposed to fake knowledge, it tries to de- it tries to disguise itself as as if it is doing that. But it, its real intentionality is to draw you away from spirituality, draw you away from uh, the greater reality. No, I, I can personally guarantee you that as much as I was disdainful towards the Christian religion, especially um, my my goal, and I've always stated this, was never to bring anybody out of Christianity. It, it, it was just to merely say, I'm here. I'm here too. I live in this society too. And I should not be subjugated to your Christian theology as rules and regulations for my life. That that was the whole point of me being on the internet. It wasn't to bring people away from, from religion. It was to simply say, I'm here and I can I can say what I want. Well, that's like you wanted truth and that's why you converted. But the atheists, the hardline atheists, they don't want the truth. They don't. They're not seeking the truth. Well, keep- I, I'm not going to argue with you because I think that everybody gets into their boxes, right? So even I, I think a lot of people that think they're seeking truth are stuck in a box and they don't even know how to seek it because they're confined. Um, so I won't argue with that. But again, you're assuming people's motives that you can't possibly know. It's an assumption on your part because it's a threat to your theology. It's a threat to your beliefs. I did the same thing with Christians for years. Right. I think that it's a human reaction. I'm not judging you for it. But but when people assume that they can know people's intentions and thoughts, you're fooling yourself. I'm pretty sure I can know the intentions of a Satanist. So a Satanist who let's say there's an atheist who won't come out as a Satanist and they know they're a Satanist. I think I fully understand the intentionality. They're not being honest. For example, Mark Reed is a Satanist. But he won't tell the Christians he's debating that he is a Satanist. He'll present himself as an atheist. Mark Reed is not a Satanist. He is. He, he said that to me. He is a Satanist. He is. Again, so he, he's probably a political Satanist. He, he, I, I know Mark any, Reed. Yeah, he's not a political Satanist. He's not any kind of Satanist. Yeah, I, I, I've I never mean, heard he, that before. No, <laughs> yes, you don't have that video either, Darth. 
No, here, here's what happened with that. Some freaking idiot. Stand, okay. I, I know have, Mark. He's not he, a Satanist. He, is, he, he literally is. I got him to admit he was a Satanist. Here's what I, I've talked to well, Mark many times. He's never said anything about believing well, in Satan. So if you got him to say he was a Satanist, he was probably being sarcastic with no. you because he was frustrated with you. I can say, you know, I can say I'm a Satanist just to piss off somebody and not mean it. <laughs> like, I don't even think he would do that, though. So what? Yeah, neither story? do I. I. I just don't get it. No, this, I this is not the Mark Reed I know. No, he, he was just embarrassed. I caught him that he is a Satanist. You can ask him. But he, here's what happened with the freaking evidence. Some freaking idiot. Okay, I'm a I'm a mod at standing for truth. You know, it's standing for truth, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So, standing for truth was the first Christian I ever talked to on a live stream. So yeah, so I, I he admitted in the comment section, but some freaking idiot at standing for truth. Deleted his freaking comments, and I wasn't able to freaking capture it before I fucking like I got a. So he he made a comment based on something he saw. No, I I got him to admit he was a Satanist. Why he said he he said why would they want to not discredit the prominent atheist? No, that makes no sense. No direct words is he said I am a Satanist. Exited out. Yeah, I I, I, know, I, bet, I, I bet you right now, if you go and ask Mark Reed if he's a Satanist, he'd probably say no. He is. But some fr- I, and I would have the evidence, but some freaking moron at staying for truth, to, like he was another mod. I think it was freaking Doki. I was talking to this dude named Darth Rannis, and he kept telling me he was a Satanist. But like, you know what? Brett Keen <laughs> deleted the video before I could download it. No, it's just, look, you can actually see my comments replying to him and other people replying to him, but you can't see his comments because some freaking moron at Standing for Truth that decided to ban him. Uh, so the one thing you can't see in a comment war when you're when you're writing comments back and forth to each other is sarcasm. Right? Like, no, it wasn't sarcastic. You can, you can, one thing I can see Mark doing is, is is Mark can get frustrated. He can get frustrated with, with what he considers to be stupidity. Right? Like I, That's the only way I can see him saying, I guarantee you, like if you had a serious conversation with Mark Reed, he would not he would tell you he's not a Satanist. Just like I can almost guarantee you if he had a serious conversation with Aaron Ra, he'd break down his Satanism. You know, ever since Aaron Ra announced he was a Satanist, Christians have had a fucking wet dream with it. But like, it's, it's a political movement. <laughs> it's not, it, it's, it's not, not a deity movement. It's not a political movement for Aaron Ra because he, he was an actual petitioner, practitioner. So Aaron Ra back in the day, maybe I, not, I, I don't know. I, I I don't know Arn Ra enough to, to reach out to him and ask him. I've been in one stream with the guy, um, and he called me a street atheist when it came to Matt Powell's movie, Science Falsely so, So-Called. That's the only interactions we've ever had. But when it comes to Mark Reed, I know Mark Reed. I can ask him, and I probably will tomorrow. <laughs> like, he might, even be, he might even be live right now because he's Australian. And don't, tell, yeah. don't, tell, don't, don't tell him about this, okay? Try to bait him into saying it. When it, I'm, I'll just now ask you think him, you like, would lie about it? No, I, I, I'm not going to mention you at all. I'll just like, Mark, are you a Satanist? And he's going to be like, no. <laughs> no <laughs> that's okay. that's going to be it, you know? Yeah, just just as like, because um, uh, just just like don't just don't let him uh, that I was involved because he he'll, he'll know and then he'll try to obfuscate it. No, Plus, no he, I'll just I'll just ask him like, I, hey man, I heard you were a Satanist. Is this true? And he'll be like, what are you talking about, traitor? <laughs> 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 All right, and after after he says yes, 
Tell him Bubblegum says pay up, you'll him a million dollars. You know what I'm talking about. Or uh, let me unmute. If he says yes, I'm going to be shocked. And, and then I'm going to have to wonder. All right, so now there does seem to be this tra this apparent movement of atheists moving to Satanism, and I'm getting called out for just you know having my little couch experience and being like, dude, I'm not an atheist anymore. <laughs> but but nobody's calling out the Satanist. I you know I I, I need to I need to find out about this. Cool. All right, I'm about to hop out. It's getting late on my end. All right, man. See you later. There you have me too. One, uh, I, I was gonna do it actually at, at midnight because that was past my bedtime, and now it's one thirty. If I don't go to sleep, I'm gonna regret it. So I, I appreciate y'all letting me have this conversation with you guys tonight. It was good talking to you. Oh, you remember every Friday, seven p.m. Central. I try to do things. Yeah. I tried to do one at seven p.m. earlier, but I used OBS instead of Streamyards, and my internet went. Yeah, I, I was here for that one because uh, I, I was going to actually jump in back then. Um, I do have a different job now, so uh, one of the reasons why I haven't been around outside of you know I just wanted to keep my mouth shut for a while is I had this job where I was working seven days a week. I was putting in about seventy six hours a week. Um, so I just didn't have time for internet stuff. So I, I switched jobs. I should have more time off, especially on the weekends. So yeah, definitely. If I'm not, uh, working on a Saturday, I'll, I'll try to jump in a bit more. Well, remember, man, if you come into the live streams, it'll always be relaxing for you. If anybody comes and starts bugging you, I don't mind being the bad guy and fucking somebody right out of here. Oh yeah. I, I definitely enjoyed this conversation tonight. And, uh, but but I've I've pretty much enjoyed almost all of our conversations except for that one at the very beginning when we met when I went on your channel all drunk. <laughs> it's all good. But all right, y'all have a good night. Thanks for thanks for the great. This was a great conversation, man. All around, every every topic. I thought you know we we had a good conversation tonight. Yeah, that was nice meeting you, man. Yeah, well, see y'all later, man. What about you, Mister? Uh, looks like Darth took off. No, Rex, you got anything on your mind, man? Uh, no, I think I should probably get going, too. I, I, just you and me, I'm also tired. <laughs> All right, well, I hope that your uh, headache has went away or going away, and let's get you some good sleep, and uh, oof, you know, what can you do? <laughs> All right, man, well, I'm glad you're working on trying to get me to be show up in your chat. It's just annoying as I'll get out. <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry about that, man. I know it's nothing that happened on purpose. It might not have anything to do with you. You never know. It's just mildly annoying, but I can always come in and voice my opinion. Well, I tried to uh, find you so I could moderate you and all that. That's how much I like you and trust you. So I'm sorry, but I just can't see you on the actual YouTube page. Yeah, if you think about it, just look through your band list. I might be in there or it might just be a glitch, but whatever. No biggie. It's a glitch because uh, there was no, if you were shut down on YouTube, then you wouldn't have showed up on StreamYards out there in the uh, StreamYards chat. Yeah. I don't know. I, I tried, um, maybe I'll try joining you from a different web browser next time. I'm using Brave. Maybe I'll just switch to Chrome, see if that makes a difference. But eh, We'll try to figure it out. Well, sweet dreams, man. All right, man. See you next week. Bye.